Welcome to the new year. This is The Big Guns, a Savage Riffs actual play podcast for adults, question mark. Please enjoy episode nine, Some Things Happened. Big guns, welcome back. So, in our last session, you guys literally survived overwhelming odds after a horrible rift gone askew deposited you in the heart of coalition territory, where you found an unexpected ally and were able to, you know, fight tooth and nail for your very survival. Alright, so coming into round two, first of all, our point differences are much shorter now. They only have a two-token lead. But first, we get, before we get to that, let's roll some morale. <laughs> uh, so they have to make a morale roll. Let's see. They're not made up of mostly undead or fearless. They're not within protected positions. And so they're just going to make a morale roll at a minus two. It's shaky there for a few minutes. But the coalition troops stick to the current battle plan. I was hoping they would retreat after the first round. You're right. <laughs> this is a bad idea. Let's go home. We need to re- rethink this. All right. But there is a small lull as they do kind of pull back as their commander is reevaluating things and gives you time to as well. Your position is held, but the sheer numbers they're throwing at you make it harder and harder to keep it up. Thankfully, there's a lot of dead wreckage now, almost building up a natural wall, but that air fire is still pretty bad. What is the current plan? A lot of your bombs and traps have gone off. You know, your dragon is far afield and in outside of communications range. Uh, Charlie is spotting and your glitter girl and ATAC are running people left and right, but they're starting to get tired. What's the new, what's the battle plan for the next, how are you surviving the next five minutes, Flint? Everybody sound off. Everyone still here? Yeah. You can see the dragon spitting flames in the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Or something is spitting flames. Who knows? Alright. Well, they're on to us now. I doubt we'll so easily draw them back into this sort of situation. Thing that any uh, 
especially an overconfident commander as we seem to be facing, would uh, most likely expect us to retreat and draw back to another line of defenses. But we don't have one, and we can't retreat. So I say we throw them off. We go mobile. We pocket up, get together, and we find we dig ourselves deeper into the enemy. Uh, and then we can strike out with the maximum casualties from a place they would never expect it to happen. With the dragon distracting them, we have an opportunity to sneak into the behind their lines. What do you all say? I spent the last day or so kind of underground in the sewers. I kind of know my way around. Yeah. See, I'll kind of outline places and spots that I've found while getting in and now trying to get out of the city. So it sounds like the plan is to take the fight to them, throw them off balance Uh even more. I think it's not a bad plan. certainly ballsy. I think there's a little bit of danger of the fact that you're leaving the position you need to get back to. Uh, So I'm just going to give you a plus one instead of a plus two, just because it is a little dangerous. But otherwise, good plan. So before hero rolls are taken into effect, the coalition is getting plus two for defending their home, and plus two for having two more tokens than you. You are getting plus two for the dragon fear, plus one for this new plan of attack. So it's plus four for them, plus three for you. However, obviously heroic roles can change things, potentially even get rid of some of their tokens and get rid of that advantage for them. So the plan is to take it to the enemy. What do our heroes have to say about that? Okay, so what I want to do is stand perfectly still. I'm going to power all the way down as far as I can, but still be able to keep my sensor arrays up. That way I'll have my sword at the ready, and the moment that something actually comes within striking distance... I'll go ahead and power back up and immediately strike. Or slash. Or, you know, do something. Just playing it cautious. Instead of making yourself a target, actually trying to use your tech to to avoid notice the best you... I like it. Go ahead and give me a roll. I believe you get a plus four to notice with your sensor sweep. Just remember your fatigue if you haven't already marked it on your sheet. Uh, So that's a seven. It's not a success with the... Oh, that's not the plus four. So that is a success with the raise. And the fatigue's already accounted in there anyways, so. That's a 12. Yeah, that's a success with a raise. So. Tess, you're not going to take any fatigues, no damage. You can roll on the battle table if you'd like. 2d6, please. Uh, so that is terror. <laughs> so the fighter's fury terrorizes her foes. The enemy commander subtracts two from his spirit roll if forced to test morale this round. So yeah, you are the shiny, glittery ninja you've proven yourself to be. You get a very easy notice on any enemy troops moving in, and instead of the boom, it's the sword, and you take it to your enemies. And they have learned exactly what a glitter boy can do. And the legends are not as terrifying as the reality. Next! Uh, I'm gonna go with psionics. Alright, see how that goes. I will re-roll. I will keep the 11. So that's a success um, with a raise? What are you doing, yep. Charlie? So basically my idea, when we disappear, um, maybe they send out um, like sort of a surveillance mobile command aircraft. Um, I become intangible, fly into it, mind control, and kill a lot of people, and use whoever was stationed there to start giving bad directions, and also firing on their friendly positions. 
Jesus. All right. So first of all, <laughs> that's great. I'm assuming you want to roll on the battle table. Uh, yeah. He's been watching what you all do. It's a nine. Yeah, that exactly as you described. That's insanely effective. You're messing with their intel. You're also providing more air support on your side. It it's bad. Like it's. You're, there's so much blood, Charlie. So much blood. <laughs> but you're defending your fellow mutant animals and your friends. Good work. And uh, go and roll 3d6 and subtract that many okay. power points. 12. I am completely out. Well, with what you described, flight, intangibility, and mind control, it, it adds up. Yes. But yes, you, you've tapped the psionic tanks. and You can even flash to say you have enough to escape the ship before it's inevitably shot down, but... Okay. <laughs> but Thank yes, you. You, you are... Yeah, that's plus two. Alright, we got the dragon and the attack bot. Uh, the dragon, now that he's got fires going, is uh, going to try to um, focus on uh, moving the smoke around to create uh, more interference for because I don't—he doesn't know anything about tactics and troops and technology, and, and the and the fact that you know they have machine sensors. He's like, oh, do this, and then they'll have a hard time seeing them, and then we—it'll it, be good. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I can definitely see that being a stealth roll. Uh, was there a skill you had in mind? I can oh, see it being. Like, I'm trying to spread the smoke around to create more like visual concealment for. So I can see uh, you, like, everyone so, else. Either giving a stealth roll to do that. I can see athletics as you're using mostly your wings to beat the smoke. Uh, I'll go with athletics. Okay. Uh, so even with the fatigue, that is a success. You do take another level of fatigue as you are wearing yourself out. But you do sow even more chaos. Yeah, and, and somehow you're proving every bit of coalition propaganda correct. Like the citizens <laughs> are the ones that are more effective. Like it definitely is effective against the troops. But their tech does help cut into that penalty a little bit. But for the general rank-and-file people of Odessa, it is fire and smoke and terror. People are coughing, it's chaos, but what you're actually doing is eating into the morale of the soldiers who genuinely love humanity and, and want to protect it. And seeing their fellow citizens burning and choking and gasping, it's throwing them off their game. Like, they are, their anger and wow. rage is clouding their tactical judgment. Good I'm work, just... Dragon. Are, is it okay for us to win now? I mean, <laughs> we're pretty much the bad guys, right? <laughs> to be fair, this is a nation of essential Nazis, so... That's true. Okay. Win. Win all you want. Okay. <laughs> if the Empire meets Nazis, fuck them. They're villains. Fuck them. Uh, ATAC. The general battle plan is the one of stealth and picking off enemies and diving into the teeth and having them choke on you, and so far it's working. And the city itself is erupting into chaos, pulling off even more troops from the chase to deal with the dragon. I'm fatigued? No, I th you got a, okay. a raise, so you're fine. Um, and what is our bonuses? Right now you're at six. Right now, to your knowledge, they're at a four. Oh, yeah. I pull out a cigar and smoke it. <laughs> Don't feel like risking a wound or fatigue? I gotta protect this egg. <laughs> a father now, okay? <laughs> That's perfectly fine if you want. I, I think it's funny. It's like a, uh, I'm like I'm looking around. I'm like I, I don't. 
I don't see a need. Why would I? Pretty sure I got to protect his egg. I like it. <laughs> All right, that was your side. <laughs> so let's cut to our, our our coalition baddies as a much older human male, just like kind of probably the first time in his life that his dress uniform is not in proper array as he was woken from sleep, moves into the command center and starts barking orders and berating people left and right. It looks like their general has arrived on the scene. I don't and like that. amidst the chaos, he's first of all, his job is trying to get everybody back in line and undo the damage that his inferiors have caused. His battle roll is at a plus four. He is a better general and a wild card. I don't like that at all. So this battle roll is going to be a little better. I got an eight on the wild die. I'm going to stick with that. He's got a plus four. So right now, we're looking at a 12 for the coalition. Ouch. But you have a plus six, Justin. And you have your conviction available to you if you choose to use it. And you can always wait until after you've rolled. And... Alright, so we've uh, you know we've dug into behind enemy lines and uh, you know we've been doing some damage, but they seem to sharpen up, their commands that are coming through, their tactics seem to be smarter. And so Mag's like, all right, everyone, this is as deep as we can get. Explode, and we'll start to move back on, uh, to our fortifications next time. But uh, here we go with a battle check to see if we survive to try that. Uh, that'll be a 10. That will be a failure. Uh, to let you know what a failure would do. Uh, failure... Uh, so they would win. It would not be as successful with the raise, so... They would lose one force token, but you would lose two. So both sides would have to check morale, but you would be worse for it, because you'd have to be out of minus two. Uh, with Tessa's battlefield effect, they'd actually be at a minus three on the morale roll, so they'd still get the worst of it like that. But going into the next round, they would have a, another point advantage because of the, the, the token difference. How lucky do I feel? I don't feel like this is the moment yet. Okay, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take that one. I, I don't have any bennies to re-roll, so the only thing I can do is is blow my conviction. It's not time yet. Okay, uh, so both sides start suffering loss, and I'll, I'll no. Remember, I said the final condition for this is if you guys do escape, for every force token you lose, there's a chance people will take more wounds. So just remember. Oh, that. I thought you were gonna do that in the no, combat. No, it's at the end. It'll be at okay. the end. So it's not. Gonna, I'm not gonna have it penalize you during the mass combat. Because you're already having that by taking heroic actions. But this will be the final, you know, scene of the battle. Win or lose what you take before you make your way through that rift. Oh yeah, well, that, that, that just solidifies my, my uh, decision then. Alright, so tokens as they stand. Coalition's now down to seven. You guys, unfortunately, are down to five. So uh, we'll do some morale checks here. I will do the coalitions first. So... It's going to be at a minus three, because minus one for losing... Actually, it's way worse than that. It's number of tokens total lost. So they've lost three, and then Tess's just ninja murder skills added another two. So they're at minus five on this spirit roll. They may run away. Uh, I'm going to spend one of his bennies to re-roll. I'm going to spend his last benny to re-roll. <laughs> yep. So you break them. For now. 
So what I'll do is I'll give you guys an extra five minutes. Nice. So we're putting it at 15. But yeah, exactly as you described, you've, you've dug into the heart of enemy territory and you explode and kill as many of these motherfuckers as you can on the way out. And despite General Lake trying his best, just they've lost too many people. Like, this is every nightmare these people have been raised on about what DBs, monsters, and aliens can do to humanity, and you're making it come true. Hundreds of civilians are dying. Like, they're bloodied, and they need time to recoup. So you make it way, your way back to your initial starting point. There are a few soldiers still there. You easily wipe them out. The rift has still not opened. But it's been 15 minutes. Now I'll do a morale roll on your side, actually, just to see if you guys are in any way impacted. Uh, I get bonuses, though, right? No. Um, you are actually at minus one. Well, let's, let's take a look. You're minus one because you've lost one token. Yep. Uh, you do have a plus two because you really can't retreat. Yeah, so. that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. So, plus one total. Yep. And we got it. We succeeded. Okay, yeah, it's... This is the most serious fighting any of you have ever done. Even Flint in his mercenary past has never seen shit quite like this. You've never been, you know, paid to go up against the Coalition quite this bad. Yes, but young Flint has seen this. This is why he quit the army. <laughs> this is exactly what it looks like when an opposing army takes over a, a city. Yeah. But you have some a few minutes to catch your breath before and, and really plan your strategy. Right now, the rift hasn't opened it's been 15 minutes, no word, no nothing. Going into the next round, we have seven tokens on the Coalition side, five on yours. Coalition are going to get a plus two for fighting on home turf. But that's about it at this point. And they have a plus two for the difference. Well, they'll get a plus two for the difference unless something changes their tokens. You guys are still getting a plus two for Dragon Fear. And then... Anywhere from zero to plus four, depending on your next plan. Which is what? Our dwarven mercenary. Alright, so, well, we've, uh, you know, we used up our traps, um, and we dug in, caught them off guard, took a chunk out of them. Uh, so now I say we pull back to our fortifications, kind of like reshored up, uh, but this time in a more cautious, like, we stand behind the barriers. They're being more cautious, so they'll be advancing more slowly, and we just take advantage of that to, like, lay down suppressive fire and slow them down. We don't have to win this war. We have to survive it. Are you going to direct any of your flying troops to go tell your dragon what's going on? <laughs> we need oh, the to give the dragon a radio. So he's coming back to our rift thing and waiting for and going to sit to, uh, land and wait for the thing to open. Okay. Yeah. As you're like kind of directing everybody like to move your last barricades in place, you know, much the smoke and embers floating through the sky, the dragon hits, and you all feel that icy cold in your guts as a second. It's like you're almost supernaturally afraid of it, but it kind of takes a more passive posture. It seems like it's waiting. All right, everyone, let's uh, let's reshore up these fortifications, take uh, defense positions, just keep covering fire. Uh, it's not a bad plan. I would normally give a plus one, but because you have so much time comparatively to actually mm -hmm. do some work, I'm going to give it a plus two. All right. And, and Flint is well smart enough and skilled enough to really design some effective barricades to make out of hundreds of skeletons and 
broken vehicles and whatnot, so. Alright, so Coalition's corralled there's their stragglers, rousing speech, and the former just ham-fisted assault is now going to be a little more precise. Strafing runs, not sticking around to get shot back. You know, they're going to send in their version of their ninja recon team. Special forces coming in as they try to distract you with rank-and-file skelebots, then get somebody to get close enough to clip a vibroblade in your ribs. So, which big damn hero moment, if any, is up first? So, when I was in that um, surveillance vehicle, uh, it turns out that the person that was uh, heading up that particular enterprise was the son of the general. I learned that when I broke into his mind, um, and I also got some nice radio codes uh, so I can broadcast uh, messages um, throughout. And I learned some really horrible things about his childhood and the personal life of the general. And I'm going to be broadcasting and, you know, describing these details, but also um, the horrible things that I did to the people uh, inside of that aircraft and what awaits (laughs) everyone else. So I'll be using an intimidation check. Uh, I I like it, but... I'm going to say it's going to be taunt. Taunt? Okay. Yes. Because the fact that it's kind of secret information, I, I think it's cool that you decided to run with that, but like, basically it's going to be more taunt than straight up intimidation because nobody okay. has any way to corroborate what you're saying. Okay. It's unskilled then, which is unfortunate. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Success. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you, you take a level of fatigue. And it's not necessarily because you're talking too hard, it's just because you're doing this under heavy fire. Sure. Like, you're trying to stand out there and get a good radio signal, and, like, Masuki has to, like, pull you around a corner as railgun fire rips up the earth where you were at. And at this point, you know, your your protective bubble's gone. Like, you're, you're out of energy. You're very vulnerable. And you're having to run around and hide, and your tiny little dog lungs are just... You're panting. But hey, you take a level of fatigue, give you guys a plus one, as you've angered the general. Anybody else? Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm just going to draw that line in the sand and pretty much dare anybody to cross it. The moment that they do, I'm completely going to spin in a circle and then load as many missiles as I can in a round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Missile salvo it is. Sounds like a shoot and roll to me. All I could see with the description, also athletics, whichever you choose. Uh, Shooting. I know. <laughs> just being... being. Offering you opter- op- op- yeah, options, words. Yes. That's a success with the raise, so I'm assuming battle table there. 2d6. 6. Yep. Just an uh, uh, uncommon display of valor there. But yeah, you're go ahead and roll those 2d6 to get rid of those missiles. But job well done. Dragon and ATAC if you wish to participate. No, no, I'm preening. Alright. ATAC? Your egg is in danger. There's enemies all around. And a juicer kill team on the way in. Yeah. I uh, so we had a long period of time, and you described it. Yeah. Yeah. You had five minutes, five extra minutes, basically. I like. I, I mean, I kill an entire cigar. Yeah. I'm like, <sighs> God bless. All right, boys. As I throw away the butt. I go looking for a fight. 
<laughs> I can see you easily stumbling across the Juicer Assassin team. Yeah, sorry, Juicer Assassin team. Yeah. We'll remember you. We're all in fighting. I mean, we know you're going to succeed. It's just going to be a matter of how much. Yeah, that's a success and a raise. So go ahead and roll 2d6 of that for me, if you would, please. It's fine. Plus two. Uh, yep, more valor. These are the first meat bags that don't die instantly. Uh, they move like you, with precision, speed, and more importantly, backed by impressive strength. You, they don't hurt you, they don't wound you, but they do make you maybe respect humanity just a little. Um, as you spend five minutes essentially fighting off three juicers at the same time. One of them escapes to lay dead at your feet. And those tr- those regular run-of-the-mill troops that witness it decide that sedition is better than death and break off. I am disappointed. I, I wish I had spent more time killing these juicers. Alright, so nobody lost any uh, tokens in the initial run here. So... We're looking at a plus four to the coalition and two, four, six, eight, nine on your side. Yay. The enemy commander is out of Benny's, so let me just go ahead and make his battle roll. He's stuck with a 12. Yay. That's a number I could potentially do better than. Yeah, so just listening to everybody, I like the little uh, fireworks... um, flower show that uh, Glitter Girl put on. When I hear uh, ATAC describing these three humans that actually took them that long to fight, I realize they're juicers. Tell them, uh, well, say Ward said hello. See if they react. I'm just curious. And, uh, and I will keep rolling. Let's see if these numbers go well. Please go well. Oh, thank God. Okay, that is a success, no raise. Do you want to spend your conviction? I kind of do. I'm really close to a raise. Yeah, you're going to lose a token, which means potentially somebody else could get wounded. Yeah, when it's all said and done, but uh, this is I'm in a good position. I only need to roll a three on the die to get a raise, so yeah, may as well. Let's go for it. This is numerically sound. There we go. There's your raise. Dead on it. Excellent. So yeah, as you tell ATAC about the juicers, uh, the survivor comes in like sniper shots, and you just manage to barely get out of the way before ATAC runs at him, saying, Do you know Ward? As he starts ripping him to shreds. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent work. So, at that, with a raise, the defeated army loses two force tokens. Finally, the numerical superiority has been overrun, and you are now 5 to 5. Let's do their morale check. Well, they just ex- didn't know it. Extras, now they so. know it. Uh, so yeah, they, again, break on your assault. And once again, you have several minutes of quiet, and then Charlie, your head starts pounding as a blue light appears behind you at minute 20, and a rift opens up. Yes! You see Ward uh, quickly, like, running in with his gun. 
Alrighty, Commander, I don't think she can hold this very long. Alright, alright, get the refugees first. Charlie, gather your guys up. Is that Kritz? Ugh. Ah, uh, yeah, he almost got me. Look, see, that's where the that's where the bullet hit. I point right next to me. <laughs> 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 and you see um, Lorena in there, once again, looking paler than usual, sweat-soaked through her robes, arms shaking as she's trying to hold this rift open, clearly at the last ergs of her power. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Refugees running through. Get your eggs, boys. Come on, let's go, go. How big is the rift that she opened? Big enough for you to squeeze through. It's uncomfortable, but you have to kind of like fold yourself up to be very serpentine, but you can get through. It's about a yard by a yard, so. I point at Lorena. That there is your mom now. That's my elven uh, accent, by the way. That there is <laughs> your mom now, okay? So go on in there. Say hi. Get get through the hole, dragon. I, I am now going <laughs> to use a valley girl accent every time. <laughs> Look, this hole looks like it's the only way out. No one has to point it. That, uh, no one has to prod me that much to get me through the through the hole. <laughs> Thankfully, the enemy is not right at your heels because you broke them once again, and you have managed to get your refugees, your battered and beaten bodies through. Lorena collapses, the rift closes, and you're back in the quiet desert air, a few dozen miles away um, from Jeb Cochran's farmstead. You've completed your mission. <sighs> with three bonus eggs. Yeah, with extra eggs, yeah. treasure. More importantly, you've survived a massive coalition assault. Even beyond that, you've bloodied the nose of one of the most fascist and evil groups on this continent. You can take pride in what you did here. Actually, real quick, as you're coming through the portal, I forgot one last bit. You did lose a token. So I'm going to go in order that you're on my screen. So I have Justin, Will, Tess, Rock, Cleet. So that'd be one through five. I'll roll a d6. Whoever gets the lucky die roll takes a wound. If it's six, it's you, right? If it's six, it's me. Yes! <laughs> Was it a six? Your GM dies. No more games, because sadly your GM is an extra. Oh, sad No face. more rift stories. Look, you know what? The dragon will volunteer to take the wound from being uh, from scraping against the edges of the rift as he scurried through. It <laughs> <laughs> saves the GM. Yay! The dragon now gets 50 advances. <laughs> good work everyone you survived and yes you've now moved into the next tier of your adventuring career as everybody gets in advance so those of you that have been with us day one have moved now into seasoned and veteran or heroic or no veteran I believe veteran yes and I am yes, right you have now. another advance under your belt so if and when you choose to join us again you'll have a little bit of extra to bring to the table beyond what you've already annihilated against their enemies. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure having you two on. It's been really fun. Yes, they would not have survived without you. <laughs> I think we would have survived without them, honestly. But before we end, I think we deserve one little epilogue scene, don't we? Yeah. Back in Odessa, at a point in the future, Days, weeks, maybe even months. 
A group of high-ranking coalition military men are sitting around a table, passing around tablets with dossiers. If you were in the room, you'd be sworn to secrecy. But, if you had a little bird's-eye view, you would recognize all of your faces. From various, you know, shots from Skelebot video footage. And they're assembling data on you. As you move to the top of the Coalition's hit list. General Lake looks at his men. <sighs> what they've done here is unforgivable. But we will have our revenge. I've notified Chi-Town. We're sending words to our embedded agents all on the Pecos Empire and the border. To keep an eye out for these people. When we find them. And we will. Not only will Lone Star go to war, but all of the Coalition will as well. And whatever place gives these things shelter, we blast it to glass in the desert sand. Never again. After more, you know, strategies discussed, eventually the room clears, leaving General Lake by himself. And a older, slender man, dressed in a black, black lab coat, steps out of kind of the shadowy alcove. All well and good, General. But this one. This one I need alive. And he flips his little data pad over. And there's a grainy image of a part in the fight where our young little dog boy soldier, his mask fell away, his hood was off, and his face was shown. Oh no. What do they want with Charlie? <laughs> that is creepy, also. So, yes, I want to echo Justin's thanks for our guests. We really appreciate it, and I'm sure there's going to be opportunities for you to show up again in the future. Yeah, thank I you so much. Yep. It's been good. Yeah, it's been fun. But you've made it back. All missions accomplished. Hopefully, glorious rewards await you. So, we're going to turn the clock back just a little bit to just. Over a week ago, where Charlie, you've just come back a few days ago from the whole thing in Pine Box, where yet another new person has died. This one you didn't really get to interact with a whole lot uh, before the young girl Yusha was killed, before, when you guys were ambushed in the canyon outside of town. But Masuki definitely seemed to have took it hard, and maybe part of that is rubbed off on you psychically, yeah. and you've been kind of in a little bit of funk Especially when you came back and there was fighting with Barad Ivan, so everybody was just kind of on edge. And so you've been doing your best to just pretty much avoid everybody for the last few days. Uh, back in your little, literal, like, hovely little corner in between some bulkhead platings in the, in the ship itself. Uh, your last couple days, you've been kind of bored. You realize you don't have a lot of stuff to do, since you don't actually have a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it's... Relatively late in the evening, like the sun has set, although it's hard to tell in your part of the ship. It's always kind of dark here. But you don't get a lot of foot traffic, which is why it's odd when your ears pick up uh, the echoing sound of foot heavy footfalls coming down the corridor. Hmm. And after a few minutes, you hear them stop, and you can almost sense them on the other side of the wall, and like the little... Thin piece of like cardboard or plating, whatever you use as a door, 
and you can't see anything from without opening it just a bit, but you can hear the heavy sound of breathing just lingering in front of your door. I'm going to go intangible and uh, go right then left basically so I can come out in the hallway and I can see who's staring down my exit. Alright. So you fade into like an alternate kind of frequency reality, slide through the bulkhead, takes you a minute to kind of get through because it's thick in this particular spot. And you're a good 15-20 feet away from your the entrance to your little crack. And you see a rather large, like a good seven foot tall, hooded figure with very wide shoulders. And kind of like on the right hip, there's some sort of weird bulge underneath the cloak. And they're kind of leaning a little bit down towards like the little flap that you use for your door. And they're just kind of looking at it hesitantly. And again, I said, it's rather dark in here. Only your excellent canine eyes are letting you even make out this figure in their dark cloak. Okay. Um, I'm going to puppet them. Uh, don't bother rolling. Okay. Because as soon as you reach out your thoughts to it, it's like you hit a brick wall. You've never felt this kind of sensation before. You've had minds resist you. But you've never been outright repelled in this manner. And the being immediately snaps up to attention, spins towards you, and its hand reaches underneath the cloak, and you see the hilt of a rather massive sword before it stops. And in the darkness, you see a pair of glowing golden eyes narrow just a bit, and then soften, and then hand leaves the hilt of the sword, and it sort of stands there looking expectantly at you. So you're here for talking? Why yes, little one. I am. Whoa, why didn't you talk then? Instead of breathing at my door. That was very concerning. I apologize if I have frightened you, but your... And he kind of glances down. Your home was difficult to find. How'd you find it? Was it all the hot dogs? I know they smell a lot, but they're so good. Uh, see his mouth open and what you think is a grin, and you see very sharp, wow, just like ivory-looking teeth. <laughs> no, young one, although a few of the vendors did point out where I might find you. And he reaches up, pulls the hood back, and you see like a rather bright red mane over black fur. And you've seen this person before. Um, takes you a minute as you just kind of like scroll through your head trying to find it. But you remember when you were at that council meeting with Flint, we you know, where you went all Akira boy and were flying around and melting <laughs> things with eye lasers. <laughs> you do remember seeing this person in the back there, and you've heard of him. Um, the head of the hybrid chair. Some of lion man named Oroslin. Oh, I remember you. You were there when we had to expedite some problem solving. Do you have another problem? I do indeed. Okay. Well, I was meaning to come find you anyway, because I have like $50,000 and 
well, I'm not sure what to spend it on because I've already helped all the communities I'm connected to. And since you're like kind of the head of, um, you know, our community, I was wondering if you could kind of point me in the right direction. I could possibly do that for you. I know of some people that could use the money. Okay, great. But that is unfortunately not what I'm here to discuss. Okay, well, could you buy me some lunch? And then we can talk. He kind of like tilts his head. For a wealthy individual like such as yourself, are you not eating? Oh, I thought that's just how that worked. I see people do that a lot. Isn't that like how it goes? No. Besides, it's far too late in the evening for lunch. Oh, do I buy you lunch then? Lunch is not required. May I come in? Glance it down to your little hobble hole. <laughs> I gotta go, I don't know, can you? Because <laughs> he's really big. He could probably fit if he squeezed and kind of... He, he certainly could not stand in your little room. Yeah, I don't mind, but if you're more comfortable somewhere else, we can go. He just kind of gestures towards your door. Okay. So I'll kind of go in first. And as I go in, I'll kind of kick aside some things to kind of hide how messy it is in there. Well, it's really hard to hide it. It's not a very big spot, so... It's the thought that counts. (laughs) Yes. You kick your dirty, like, blanket and a little stale bit of hot dog bun kind of rolls out from underneath it. Yeah. After a little bit of work, squeezing his massive shoulders through this little opening, kind of pops in and takes a seat. Before we start, I have one question. Only one. Are calories real? Yes. Why would they be? (sighs) Okay, I owe someone an apology. Anyway. You are an odd little fellow. No, I'm Charlie. Yes, I... Like, the look on his face is definitely confused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you see like a thing where he might be regretting his decision. <laughs> yes, I am aware, Charlie. There's not much that does not go on in this section of the ship that I am unaware of. You spoke of our first meeting when you so drastically proclaimed your power to the council. Unwise of you to do such a thing. However, I am fi- now find myself in need of someone with such power. Okay. But I wonder... Has your wisdom to wield it grown at all in the last few months working for the dwarf? Yeah, I've definitely learned a lot of things. Um, how to I talk had to eyes people. on your latest trip... To Pinebox. Mm-hmm. My agent says you've performed rather well. One of the people that you sent with us? I didn't say that. You did not say that. I've noticed your donations to our people. Mm-hmm. And I know many can now enjoy another level of comfort and health because of them. Yeah. You've clearly shown you're willing to give... And he kind of looks around at the fact that you have nothing. Your livelihood to supporting your brothers and sisters. But are you willing to give your life? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I have need of you to undertake a dangerous task for me, Charlie. Okay. Kind of like raises an eyebrow. That's it. You don't want to know what it is. Well, I assume you're going to tell me how to what you need how to do it. Um, yeah, I think it sounds good. Very faintly under his breath to hear him, kind of like, not that wise, apparently. <laughs> well, people need help, right? That they do. Do you remember much about the place you escaped from? Uh, it's kind of a dog-eat-dog world, and that's why I do what I do, because I don't think the whole world should be, you know, big things eat small things. Uh, again, a very big, toothy smile. Agreed. Which is why I need somebody with power to go rescue several of our, our people still trapped in Odessa. This would be dangerous. Almost everyone you meet would be out to kill you. You'd be going to the heart of coalition territory. Men trained to hate those like us. There'll be no question, no capture. You will be killed if you are caught. You've survived it once, which is why I think you might be the one who can survive it again. Even getting in will be a challenge, let alone getting out with the two dozen or so that I have planned. Do you think you can do this, Charlie? I do feel a little nervous. Um, I think as long as you have a map that you can kind of talk to me about for a while, I think we'll be good, though. I do have one. It is somewhat old. I don't know what defenses have been changed since the last time I made this run. But what information okay. I have, I will give you. Are you coming? And he looks kind of angry for a second. Unfortunately, no. My duties here do not allow it at this time. Also, you must tell no one of what you are doing. Not even your friends. Or your employer. Thinks forward to when Charlie proudly proclaimed to Masuki he was on a secret mission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Sounds great to me. Uh, so he spends. You meet up with him the next day. He gives you a couple of hand drawn maps, a few names to call, a bunch of different contacts, and kind of goes over a few ideas he has with you. For you to rescue a good two dozen animal hybrids outside of Odessa. Cool, love it. Which is which is how Charlie, by hook <laughs> and crook, by mysonic powers and cunning, made his way to Odessa, and ran back into the group. Charlie had a partner. No, you said they oh, used cunning. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell he did have. Weak he, he had sympathizers along the way. Perhaps <laughs> one of them was cutting, <laughs> <laughs> or he mind controlled somebody who had cutting. 
Same I thing, might same control thing. someone and made their name cunning. This is a thought that counts. That's right. <laughs> so that is why Charlie was suspiciously absent for the last two weeks. But now let's catch back up to the present. It's been a few days since you've come back. The dragon has gone off uh, with Lorena, who says she needs a few days to procure your payment. Atak has been spending more and more time away from the compound. What is everybody up to? Um, before we go into what we're doing now, since Lorena, we're, we slid past the Lorena part, I did come up with something to ask her for. I was going to say, if you guys know what you want, we'll, we'll touch that scene here. Okay. Because I want a plane. <laughs> I want yeah. some missiles. <laughs> no, you want Yusha back. <laughs> wait, wait a second. All right, no, no, no. Wish. She, no, no, no. That, she said she's missiles. Coming back. She, she said missiles. Back. I'm waiting. We all, we all heard missiles. <laughs> we all heard missiles. Oh, sorry, Yusha, but we used all our missiles on the mission where we were going to get your life back, so we needed to pick between missiles or you, and it was missiles. So we'll say you come back, it's really early in the morning. Uh, That evening, Lorena makes contact and comes to the compound, assuming you're fine with hosting her there. Uh, yeah. If if not, she'd be more than willing to meet you anywhere you ask. She still looks tired and kind of drained. So she's definitely pushed herself beyond her normal capacity. And if through discussion with Ward and Clark... They said she did something to them to open that second portal. But they didn't feel hurt or anything like that. Uh-oh. Huh. Out of character, she needed their PPE in order to pull it off. She touched their PPE? Touched their PPEs. Oh, no. But but she got consent. <laughs> Winning? I guess so. They're both of age, so... Yeah. No lawsuit pending? Yeah. <laughs> But now, mechanically, for her to fic- get that portal open and also make contact with you and find out where you were with a scry spell, she just barely, with their help, had enough PPE to pull it off. I think she I'm going was... to officially designate Charlie as the head of HR, by the way. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Human relations. Yes. Yes. He's perfectly fit for it. His man's best Human. friend. Hey, hairy relations. <laughs> Since it's evening time, uh, probably like just shortly after dinner, when your door cam goes live and starts beeping that there's somebody approaching. I pull it up, check, see who it is. Uh, looks like a f- human female, kind of cloaked, but it looks like it's Lorena, carrying the same staff at least. Alrighty, I'm gonna go answer the door. Mm-hmm. I'll holler out for everybody. Oh, yeah. She's here, y'all. Come on out. Oh, yeah. I- Have you told Barati Vaughn he is not invited to this meeting? I <laughs> uh, did not. <laughs> did not occur to me <laughs> oh, until God. you asked, so I I did not. Right. <sighs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I walk quickly, but still trying to hold some modicum of freaking... I don't want to look like the kid who's running to get their prize, but I'm really the kid that's running to get their prize. But my ego won't Same allow enough. me to run to get my prize. 
So like every every third or fourth step, like one of your feet kind of skips a little bit, but then you catch yourself. Nope. Nope. <clears throat> right. Just walking fast. I'm doing this thing now. Dignity. Dignity. Right. So I'm assuming you let her in at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm sure he has. <laughs> All locked down. I was so Arms. confused for a second. <laughs> Door opens. Lorena looks up at you, pulls her hood down. Greetings, Master Dwarf. May I come in? Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <clears throat> can I make a common knowledge or a something roll to find... It's not, is she a vampire? Is this bitch a vampire? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm gonna need you to let her in. I mean, you've seen her. She, she looks how she always looked. She looked last time. That's yeah. not helpful. Well, that doesn't help at all. That's like the opposite of helpful. Um, she doesn't age. She's a vampire. I'll tell so you what. At the very least, I'd like to make a notice. <laughs> I'd like to make a notice roll to see if like there's ulterior motive behind the question asking for the invitation. Can I do that? Right, go ahead. Yeah, not a problem. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, how uh, you know, has it been? You, you can give it. Yeah, this is like. It's been long enough for your fatigue to go away. Okay, yes. cool. Okay, because otherwise that's terrible. I still failed either way. It's it's still just a two. Uh, oh, you know, I see. Two. Yeah. Uh, All right. It's hard to tell with her. She's kind of. She's always had a little bit of an odd way to her, so it's hard to tell if she's just being polite. I mean, you know, she's very powerful mystically. Maybe. Somewhere in the back of your mind, you know you've heard something about inviting things in that's not a good idea. But this is also a business, right? So does it count as a home? Who knows? <laughs> well, either way, I didn't think about the fact that she's here for pay- to pay us, and then I just throw all all hesitance aside. Of course, come on in. Lead uh, into that greed. <laughs> my favorite part of any sort of business deal is this last part here. Go ahead and give yourself a Benny, Justin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not, like, not like you did anything dangerous. Not at all. Thank you, Master Dwarf. She comes in, just looks around. Hmm. I don't know what I expected, but it was not this. Masuki is actively looking behind her. You see a little bit of the faint light that's spilling through your doorway, and then till it fades away into the darkness of the night. She kind of catches you looking behind her, and she like just casually glances behind her shoulder. Don't worry; it appears there's no one there. <laughs> okay. Well, come on in uh, here, and uh, this uh, right this way is our uh, dining table. This is where we'll have our meeting. Uh, as you're moving towards the kitchen, you see Barad Ivan in an apron carrying a stack of dirty dishes, singing in an alien language as he heads to go do the dishes for, after dinner. She kind of tilts her head a little bit at that, then follows you in. All right. Uh, have a seat here. Um, Magopor, anybody who wishes a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need one. Actually, Tess, give me a little retroactive notice roll. Uh, minus four, though. Since you're, not, since you're not in your armor and it is dark. Ooh, how about uh, yeah. them apps? She said, I don't care. So as you were glancing out there, you saw like the branches of the trees move. 
Not mm. not very close, but like far enough away, maybe a 50, 60 feet. Gotcha. But you didn't feel any wind. <laughs> your hmm. best guess is you think that it's your the little dragon that you found flying around out there. Nope, that makes sense. Hey, uh, Max. Yeah, what? Uh, Lorena is close enough to hear you unless you literally put your lips to the dwarf's ear and whisper. I, I don't give a fuck about her. She does not have <laughs> what I want. Uh, I think you might have left your little friend out there in the trees, and I can't talk to him. And you, at this point, you've already him damn given him to Lorena. Matt goes out and throws a rock <laughs> at the trees and says, You dumb elves! Get off of my lawn! <laughs> he says it in Elven, which is also Dragonese. That's hilarious. You feel the roof kind of shake a little bit. <laughs> so he just kind of looks up and then looks away like nothing odd about that. Is the dragon still here? Now we've given him to Lorena, right? Oh, but he would have come with her. That's yeah. right. Yes. Okay. He seems to have settled in on the roof. All right. I'll let that slide. Nothing weird or suspicious well, going on out there. You don't have a, a mega damaged creature on your tin roof here. <laughs> as long as he just lays around all accidentally like he normally does, we'll be fine. <gasps> don't tempt me with a good time. I'll go start a ruckus. <laughs> Berlarino walks into your little kitchen area. Her staff, she's kind of holds and lets go, and it stays standing perfectly straight up on its own as she pulls out a chair. I must congratulate you and your people on a job very well done. Mm. It wasn't without its risks. You knew that going in. But I am quite pleased at the results. Seems there were some complications at the end there that weren't previously uh, intended. Oh, he's going to fucking renegotiate. <laughs> <laughs> Dimensional travel is rarely smooth. But I'm here to start negotiations on the matter of your payment. All right, all right. Just keep in mind that uh, we very nearly lost our lives there when you dropped us in Odessa. And uh, to clarify a point, Master Dwarf, I did not drop you into Odessa. The enchantments on the realm that I sent you to caused the flux that sent you there was not my intent and I acted with all due haste to retrieve you but yet I understand you can be upset with me which is why I came promptly to discuss your payment yes let's get to it uh, I guess technically she only made this deal with Atak, Flint and Masuki right yes Okay. We'll say ATAC is there as well, still. Right on. Now, All right. before this, I had asked you what you wanted. You've had time to think. Indeed. Now, knowing the change in circumstance, I allow you once again. What is it that the three of you want? My answer is not changed. It can be done. I am owed several favors by some powerful necromancers. I will require access to the body. How much of it? The body. Well, that's not that's, going to be an issue, is it? It is a well. possibility. Uh, 
Yeah, no, she's buried uh, in a fade town. Not a problem. We, we have some of her DNA, though. That I can. With a little more info, I can find your fade town. Oh, great, great, great. Uh, fine box. And I guess you would need to know the nexus of the ley line it's associated with. That'd be uh, how you find things, yeah? How I find things is a matter of my own to keep. But that information would be useful, Master Dwarf. Alright, damn. But yes, it'll take me a few days to contact my ally. But once that has happened and I track down this town, I shall resurrect your friend. That squares me with the lady, Masuki. And your robot friend has already come to me on his own behalf to tell me what he wants. I'm assuming you're not changing it. Oh. Atak just kind of nods. So that leaves you, Master Dwarf. If you still wish to have money, I have made inquiries to a fellow here in town that can provide you with it. Though I still think you're selling this deal short. But he is prepared to offer you a significant sum. Uh, we need a good, uh, air response vehicle. Probably outfitted for combat, uh, tough, nimble. Uh, needs to be able to uh, handle at least, uh, two folks in it. Uh, although, actually, I'd be alright with maybe a single person one if I can find one small enough. He pulls out a catalog of vehicles. This one actually might work here. This is the one. And he flips open a... She kind of looks at it with a little bit of disdain. <laughs> this area of knowledge is not to my forte. And as this is not my home dimension... I am not aware of what buyers and sellers, but I will speak to Arden Vale. He knows these <laughs> machines better than I. Give him your specifications. I'll see. He will see to it. Aye. Is there any distaste on Mag's face when she tells you to go see the elf? I don't, actually. I think it's really smart, because uh, <laughs> she really doesn't know. Uh, and at this point, he's more concerned about making sure that she gets him the right thing. Like, he's actually really glad, although he would never admit it, that she has somebody that she can turn to that actually knows what it's worth. Because he's more concerned that she gives him some junk that's not worth any fucking credits than that she works with the elf. I don't give a fuck about the elf when it comes to my money. <laughs> On the hierarchy of hate, it's... <laughs> So yes, please speak to him at your earliest convenience. I will let him know. Yeah, so he just tells her the specifications stuff, and uh, I understand that the, your methods of acquiring things, you may not be able to get this specific model, but Arden can help you make sure that it's equivalent. Something in this line. He'll understand the, the purpose, the role that this vehicle fits. Arden is always anxious to, for me to owe him a favor. Speak to him at your earliest convenience. He will handle the matter of payment. As for you, uh, young lady. Oh, wait. Ah. I just realized that she wants me to talk to him. 
Because yeah. <laughs> she might as well be like like explaining astrophysics to Charlie. Like she's not going to understand any of it. <laughs> yes. But as for you, young lady, I will contact you again when I've made the proper preparations. And then we will see about returning your friend to life. I shall await your message. Once again, good work. You've proven yourselves capable for one such as myself, and that is not a compliment I give out lightly. You may keep the other dragon eggs. Their fate does not concern me. I may call on you in the future if I have another task, assuming you find continued business with me to be equitable. With that, she kind of just sits up, politely nods, reaches a hand out to the staff, and shows herself out. Unless anybody has a last-minute thing they want to say to her or stop her. Mm, Absolutely not. I throw back the whiskey, the rest of it. Just in the hopes that there's not going to be a zombie showing up within the next week. So we'll cut to our resurrection here in a bit. Mags. Yeah. You gonna go pay Arden Vale a visit? I am. I guess I have to. So if you don't know the way to his shop, Charlie certainly does, since he's <laughs> been there several times. Yeah. Yes. I was actually about to ask Charlie if he wants to come with me, although not because I don't think Mag knows the way. I assume Mag does know the way. She's probably, probably stood go. outside of it, staring at the front evilly a couple times. But Yeah, uh, I've been talking to him about uh, kind of doing like a new ad campaign, you know? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Because uh, like, he said that like if we bought from him, that we wouldn't die. And I think that's a good selling point for people that are in our, you know, line of work. And uh-huh. now I can, like, summon ghosts, sort of, or make people see ghosts. So I was thinking, like, maybe I could, like, have ghosts, like, running around being like, if I would bought from Arden Vale, I wouldn't be dead. You know? I love it. Uh, in fact, you should <laughs> set it up to be happening 24-7 uh, at a shop. In fact, uh, let's let's go see him, and you, you can tell him about your idea. Uh, I'm sure you'd love to see your friend there, Arden. Uh, yeah, okay. You have the best intentions always. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Anybody else tagging along with you? Your extras or Masuki? Uh, probably uh, Bright. Uh, because she's less uh, averse to the magical studies than uh, I am. So if she heard about the, you know, we're going to see Arden Vale, who is widely known as one of the best techno wizards, if not the best techno wizard in uh, Marl. Yeah, that would definitely be up her alley. And and I don't know if you've done it yet, Justin, but remember, since you received in advance, they all did as well, all your extras. Oh, yeah, no, I need to advance them. Yep. Uh, So now she might... She might start leaning towards some... some Which that actually should mean. I think Clark and Karis should be seasoned at this point. Clark and Karis. Yeah. They should have four advances. So they would. They, this will be their seasoned advance. Um, I'll have to double check and see if I gave them their last one. But I'm pretty sure I did. I think it's just this yeah. one I didn't do. Yeah, just don't forget it. See, so yeah, I should... Karis jumps at the chance. She's actually hasn't been to his shop, and she's been kind of dying to. But she also knows she, you haven't made it a secret your distaste for elves, so she hasn't really been going or following up on that because of loyalty to you. <laughs> yeah. 
So I feel like once she heard that I was going over there, she would have been like perfect opportunity to not betray my loyalties, but still get to go see the shop. And she kind of will actually play it out here. So boss, I, uh, Heard you going to the elf's place, right? Uh, yes. Well, you know, we, we can't trust those sneaky elves, so you need backup. You need backup. And, you know, Clark and Ward, they're not going to be able to spot duplicity like I can, so I should probably go, right? That's fine. I'll, I'll let them know you told me I should go. All right. Because I'm yeah. going, right? Come on. <laughs> yes, and She going. looks a little you're threatening for the first time ever, like, 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 pull herself up to her full height, kind of square it up to you. I'm going. Good. Excellent. It's settled. Let me go get my stuff. <laughs> she, like, runs back into the squad bay. So, yeah, Karis and Charlie. Bringing anybody else? I uh, know. The, uh, the other guys probably have their own things to do. Ward and Clark are probably still a little worn out, although there's no mechanical effect of having your PPE drained. It's probably the first time they've done it. No. They're they're pretty well rested, they're, but they're yeah. like I said, we're just kind of assuming that they're taking side jobs and doing like guard work for the company to kind of mm-hmm. keep the power running. I was really hoping you were going to make Jason do like twenty five NPCs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we could do this. It'll be a boring podcast to listen to. Us. It's not boring when they force you to do a bunch of NPCs, bud. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I'll remember this test. I'll remember this. <laughs> My bad. What I meant to say was, thank God you guys aren't making Jason do a bunch of NPCs. That'd be super shady. Doesn't have the ring of truth to it. So. <laughs> it's because it's a lie. <laughs> At least you're honest about your duplicity. So yeah, you make your way into the heart of town uh, through the ship. Obviously, same kind of checkpoints as always. Charlie and Mags, go give me a notice roll, and if you want to make one for Karis as well, you can. Okay. I uh, did a minus two. That's a failure for me then. Uh, Charlie, you're not fatigued anymore, but oh, it would okay. still be a failure, yes. Oops. Uh, no, it'd be a six. Yeah, that's right, because you'd be Actually. at uh, a six. So yeah, Charlie, you succeed. Um, you said it's a minus two. That's not a illumination based, right? That's something else. It, it, no, it's, not, it's something else. Okay, yeah. So that that would be a fail. So yeah, Mags, you're just waiting in line to get through the the check in point. You already kind of know how this works. So you don't, you know, you keep your weapons kind of limited since you know you're going into the the sh- city ship itself. Charlie, mm-hmm. ever the student of hu- bizarre human behavior, <laughs> and you've always kind of wondered about this weird checkpoint thing anyway. Since you don't really carry weapons, it's always been kind of an inconvenience. But you notice that it seems like the guards that you're at at this particular entrance are not being as thorough as usual. They're letting some people in. They're not using the scanner on some people. It's generally just not like it usually is. Not so much so that it's noticed to the the humans with you, but you, with your weird little brain of yours, noticing patterns, it's definitely different than it usually is. Hey, Bright, you said you're good at duplicity, right? The guy next to you in line or behind you kind of like looks down, squints at her, and kind of takes a step back and puts his <laughs> hand where his wallet probably is. Karis kind of looks over her shoulder, gives that guy a wink and says, You know it, Charlie. 
Well, do you think the guards seem to be acting kind of weird to you? Huh. Um, can like Kiris, for now that's been pointed out, can she kind of like look and see what he's talking about? Uh, at, at the moment, no, because it looks like they're checking people in by normally. Um, but she can give me a notice roll at minus two again. Okay. She did not succeed. Yeah, at the moment, when she's looking, it looks like a standard check-in. But if she's willing to focus on it for the next five minutes or so... Uh, what do you mean, Charlie? Well, I, I think they're, like, being more selective, but also lackadaisical with who they're letting in. I can go ask them. Um, can you point out who they're letting in? What do you mean, letting in? Can I notice a pattern, Jason? Nah, not at all. Like I said, it, it would almost seem random, and it's not even the same thing every time. Some people are letting in without doing anything. Some people are not doing the full electronic scan. Looks like they're asking some people, like, less questions than normal. Just, it doesn't seem to be rhyme or reason. It's like, it's just, they're not doing as good, like, what they usually do. I can't tell. Maybe they're just, maybe they're all tired today. You know how, like, that Lasan used to be before he died? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch them and see, you know, Charlie. You know, you've got good instincts. I trust you. Okay. Uh, give me another notice roll for Karis with no penalty this time. Okay, no penalty notice. Let's see if this virtual thing works today. That's assessed with the raise. So yeah, it takes a little while, but Karis does start noticing. Like, one guy waves the scanner, but it's not even on. Like, there's no lights on it. Um, occasionally they just let somebody pass after shooting the shit with them for a few minutes. It's not doesn't seem like it's anybody in particular. There's no pattern that she can make out. And in the five to ten minutes you're waiting in line, she only sees it happen twice. After maybe, you know, a dozen people get scanned through. Uh-huh. But it is definitely not as secure as it used to be, or seems to be. Whether gotcha. it's just these two guards. Can I detect Arcana? Uh, yeah, you're not getting much. Okay. Other than, like, the faint kind of, very faint sense of, like, weird smell that you always get in the ship, mm-hmm. but since you live there, that part's kind of, you've grown accustomed to it over the months. Alright. Yeah, there's not a huge magic-using community in, in Marl, so, while they're not insignificant, they're not somebody necessarily going to see in every crowd. Okay. When we get up there, um, I'm gonna go, hey, y'all are doing a bad job. What's up? Guy, kind of like a big shave head, kind of muscle-bound guy. Wait, what? Yeah, like, I saw one person, like, he didn't even turn on, like, Hey, shut your mouth. Look, alright. Turn around, hands against the wall, scan this little piece of shit. They kind of like eyes you, Mag, and you, and Karis, as if, like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, Mag just kind of pinches the bridge of his nose. All right, there's no way to talk to my men. You got a problem with him, you got a problem with me. My problem is, it's a little too early in the day for random little schmucks in town to mouth off to me when I'm doing my job. You don't have a very good job. Don't worry about how you do it. (sighs) 
And another half pint gonna mouth off. You know what? He just like looks at you, Flint, and as the guy's waving his scanner over Charlie, he goes, Beep! Oh, looks like we got somebody trying to smuggle weapons in. I would not put my hands on him if I were you. Oh, this, this is, is on your me. one chance. Yeah. This is your one chance to make a right decision. I understand you're in a bad mood and the, the kid doesn't know how to watch his mouth, but don't make this into something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. Uh, and I'm I mean, going a couple... to. Go ahead. Let me... I'm a one... I want to try to intimidate him. Before you do that, first give me a common knowledge roll at minus one. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, that'd be a seven. Based on their outfits, you remember, like, the there is no unified police force in the town. Yeah. So guard duty is always... Um, the main entrances, because it's not necessarily in anybody's territory, they kind of rotate. But you recognize these people as probably, if you had to put money on it, they work for the Commerce Guild. Mm-hmm. Which is the one of the biggest and most powerful. Yeah. Money's so the only bear real that superpower. Mind before you... Go further, but yes, if you'd like to, you could try to intimidate him by all means. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not gonna draw down on him. I want him to no, think twice. So, yeah, by all means. All right, let's see. Uh, well, that doesn't work. I, you know what? I'm gonna spend a Benny. <laughs> Reroll that. Please roll well the second time. Fuck, I crit. <laughs> yes, so unfortunately, no more Benny spending as possible. So, yeah, you. You get up there, you and like you're, you start your speech, and it sounds good in your head. Um, but when it starts to come out, the guy is beep and uh, throw the kid, and grab him up, putting him in attention, and you, old man, can turn your tubby little ass and walk to the back of the line. Next, does this guy have a badge on, like a, a no, name tag? Nope, it's not that kind yeah. of joint. So. Okay, just curious. I'm going to have to memorize his face then. It's this ugly. will not go unanswered. Ugly, shaved head. He does have a rifle. Yeah, I know. I could draw on him and shoot at him, but that's not the kind of character that uh, Mag is. Yeah, and people in line are just kind of like, getting kind of quiet. Motherfucker. And Charlie, the other guy is like kind of just grabbing you, not roughly, but just like a hand on your shoulder. All right, fuzzball. It's like you bought yourself a day in the tank. Don't worry, Charlie. I'll be there to get you in a minute. Bye. Man, I can't let you guys go anywhere without adult supervision. So close by to the entrance, there is a a little alcove that they've turned into kind of like a little holding area. Yeah. There's no lights, there's no windows. It looks like somehow it was cut out of the bulkhead on the outside uh, through great expense and time. And it's got a uh, barricade door made of a different material that has like a uh, one of those like sliding pieces so they can like open it up a little bit to look in. But the, Charlie, they kind of shoves you in there. You hear the door slam, sound of a bar being moved, and you're kind of in there in complete darkness. You don't smell anything else in here, but it does smell stale with the scent of sweat, maybe urine. And it's not very big, although it's easily twice the size of your little home. That was all very confusing to Charlie. Yes. Meanwhile, let's cut back to Suzuki. <laughs> Man, I'm over here planning <laughs> the welcome home party, getting a room ready. <laughs> 
polishing up some of my old weapons to pass them on. As you um, are doing that, you hear a faint knock on the nearest bulkhead next to you. Okay, sure. <clears throat> I guess I'm going to investigate. Uh, so you open it, Farhat uh, Ivan, kind of looking at you. Ah, good morning, Miss Masuki. I was on my way to town and wanted to know if you needed a ride. Um, I have fixed my hover conveyance. For the love of God. So he's kind of like looking at you. He doesn't have a mouth, so he can't smile, but... <laughs> the crappy part is, I need to get some missiles. <laughs> Do you say that? <laughs> the crappy part about you is, I well, need Well, it turns out that I need to do a little bit of shopping, so by all means. Ah, then I would allow me to convey you to commerce. I'm gonna need Please. five minutes. That is fine. I will warm up the vehicle and meet you at the front. Excellent. I go searching for Mags' wicked whiskey. As he walks out, you hear just faintly, Oh, hello, sir. Yes, our home is yours. And then he Wait, walks out. Jeez, Scott, <laughs> I abandoned the whiskey and head towards the door. You see a, a young human male, maybe like his tw- early 20s, 22, 23, a uh, little bit of chin scruff, like somebody who can't quite grow a real beard. Definitely dressed out in the common Western kind of garb, but he's dusty and looks a little bit tired, and his skin has definitely been out in the sun a lot. He's got a very deep tan. And he has a very big sidearm, and he's holding like a, a satchel that's like on his other shoulder. Can I help you? Well, ma'am, that depends. This here, the establishment of one magnesium flint. That depends on who's asking. Kyle Bordrain, ma'am courier then yes yes it is all right i do appreciate the, the candor ma'am i am looking for a young uh, miss masakai he's holding like a little data pad looking at it <laughs> she raises one eyebrow that would be masuki that would be me oh ma'am beg pardon uh, humble tongue like mine ain't good with foreign names like that but i do have a message here for uh Masuki, if that that being you and all, I'd be more than happy to deliver it. One moment. I walk in the back and I put on my armor. With a glitter boy armor? That's outside, so you'd have to actually like... No, no, no. Or Not my glitter boy armor. My, okay. I don't want to die outside this glitter boy armor armor. You see him just kind of like picking his teeth with like a toothpick, kind of looking around. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for your message. <laughs> might be the most prepared reader I think I've ever had. All right. Um, now, unfortunately, man, due to security protocols of the Ascender, this is a DNA-coded message. I am going to frame when you have a tiny drop of that blood there. And he kind of, like, swivels, like, his little, like, kind of tablet over to you, and there's, like, a little spot for, like, uh, a blood sample. Mm. I-, I have a knife if you prefer. Don't worry, I have my own. All right, I pricked Charmin. myself, and I bleed for the scary guy. And you see a bunch of, like, kind of just graphs and charts kind of going up, and it looks like some things match, and then just a big green check mark. You get the sense that he is probably, like many folks, illiterate, but knows how to use specific devices. Ah, perfect. Ma'am, you do not know how long I've been looking for you. Alrighty. Think, like, hear a hiss as, like, a compartment opens. He reaches in, pulls out a little data chip, and there you go. Many thanks. Would you like something to drink before you get back on the road? Well, man, as a mighty county, I am quite parched. I would, would be partial to a glass of water or whiskey. Whichever you feel the need to spare. 
Still holding the whisk in my hand, I walk back towards the kitchen and get him some water. <laughs> I didn't come here to die. Tilt, tilts the hat, chugs the water. Thank you kindly, ma'am. Right. And he, he leaves. Oh, God. <laughs> Barati, I think it's time to go. He's not, he's outside. <laughs> you uh. hear like a... Goodbye, human male. Uh, I squeeze the bridge of my nose. I pour out two shots. I drink them both. I put the whiskey up. And I go get in the hover vehicle with Barati Vaughn. So you're not looking at your... You're reading your chip yet? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm just excited that he didn't shoot me. Uh, as you're leaving, you do see him getting on a horse and actually riding... A little bit the same way you're going to get kind of back into the heart of town, but he veers off fairly quickly. Like, it doesn't look like he's going to the ship portion. It looks like he's going somewhere in the, the burbs, as it were. <laughs> I give the, like, disbelieving squinty eye stare. Is this really happening? People on horses are pretty common in town. Okay. Fair as is the cowboy vibe, since this is the Pecos Empire. Well, yeah, I knew the cowboy vibe would be pretty common. Alright, back to the our line... Max, you've been told to get to the back of the line. Charlie has been taken away. What you doing? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move back, uh, but I'm going to uh, contact. Um, uh, All right. What you recall is not with the uh, uh, Commerce Guild, right? Um, Your liaison, Rogar Flynn. Yeah. He's to just the best like, of your knowledge, no. He's just he works for the council in general, but you don't know which counselor or if any his loyalties lie. I don't know if I want to call in favors right now or not. I am very well aware that uh, this doesn't go well for us if I take if I uh, address this in public, the rest of the guys. But it does not set well with me. As a human being, or with Mag as a dwarf. As a dwarven being? As a dwarven being. Uh, but I think he doesn't really have an option. He's just going to have to go to the back of the line and, uh... Fuck, I'll call Ardenvale. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I'm going to try to contact Ardenvale. Get a pleasant-sounding female voice. You've reached the desk of Arden Vale for Vale's Arcane Motors. How may I help you? This is uh, Magnesium Flint. Uh, is Arden Vale around? One moment, please. It's you. Ah, Magnesium. Good to hear from you. How are you this morning? I've had better mornings, sir, uh, Arden. I'm sorry to hear it. Um, it's my understanding that you're rather friendly with Charlie, the corgi fellow that works with me. Yes, I've, I've met him on occasion. Seems like a nice enough young man. Well, I just thought you might want to know that he got in some trouble with uh, some commerce thugs guarding gate A into the ship. They seem to have decided to uh, flex their abilities, their uh, power in the town. 
perhaps you could uh, use some of your uh, public appearance to help him out there. While I would most certainly love to do a favor for my friends, I unfortunately have no real sway with those commerce bastards. Son of a bitch. I can put in a word and see what I can do. Credits always seem to talk well enough. But, um, I'll, I'll attempt my best. Alright, well, uh, see what you can do. Is there uh, anything else you need from me, Magnesium? No, did, uh, d- uh did Lorena tell you, uh, uh, the nature of, uh, that I would be coming to see you? Ah, uh, yes, is, um, would you like to put a time on the books, or? Well, we were headed that way, but that's, uh, before they arrested Charlie because they're fucking assholes, so. Now we have to, I have to deal with that first. Well, um, just stop by the shop if you make time. Like I said, I'll I'll send one of my people to go see if they can, can't bail him out. Hey. But uh, be careful, Magnesium. Please. I'm well aware of the Commerce Guild's power, so I won't be making any kind of foolhardy mistakes on that young pup like Charlie. A wise move, my friend. Looks like we have much to discuss. Oh, is that so? Uh, well, make sure you got good whiskey then. Um, yes, I'll, I'll send my secretary out for some. <laughs> okay. He hangs up. Useless fucking elf. Bleh. <laughs> I can't believe I load myself to that for nothing. God damn you it. You called him. <laughs> he was so I nice. I thought he I was going to get that. something out of it, that son of a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> he says to the <laughs> random person next to him, or I guess it was Karis that called him out for calling him. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, sir. Uh, never trust a elf. Fucking A. Uh, and she like, I just like, makes a fist. This is all Clearly. part of his game. He's probably in on it. He probably knew that he probably got his payment up front from Lorena, and he knew that if I couldn't get in the ship, he wouldn't have to come join his side of the deal. No, son of a bitch. Hey, All right. It looks like we're on our own. We can't yeah, leave Charlie in there. You know how his his mouth is. He's liable to end up in there for the foreseeable future if, they, if he doesn't have somebody to help him out. So are you getting back in line? Are you going to try to take the long way around to find another entrance, or...? God damn it. It'd probably just be about another 15-20 minutes waiting in line. Yeah, it looks like now they're doing a much more do thorough job checking people. <laughs> it's it's the matter of the pride of having to walk past these same motherfuckers again. But that's just yeah. childish to go away. I think uh, I think uh, Mag is a little more mature than Justin is. Justin would never get back in that line. Fuck you. <laughs> I will die before I walk past those guys again. <laughs> But Mag gotcha. is Mag is an adult. So line it is. <laughs> He'll get back in the line, and he's going to uh, he's going to load up some credits. He's going to have to find a way to get uh, Charlie out. Speaking of Charlie, it's dark. It's smelly. Well, what are you doing, buddy? Usually Charlie would just walk through the wall and leave, but Mag asks him to stay put for some reason. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. All right, you stayed put. You get very bored. Yeah. Tess, you and Barati arrive at a different gate and have no trouble getting in. 
his hover car is small enough where it can pass through and, and go into some of the commercial districts, so he will drop you off wherever your heart desires. Excellent. And he, once, for like the eighth time in, in the last few weeks, he tries to get you to come see his, his kiosk that he has set up. And I'm sure for the eighth time, you find a reason not to. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely would, Barati. But um, I absolutely have to replace these missiles. And I have a data chip that I need to check out. So, But don't worry, next time. I'm sure next time will be the time. Well, I eagerly await it, Masuki. Your presence would lend great credence to my abilities as a weapons merchant. You have garnered much respect. Yeah, um, meet you back here in two hours. Okay. He looks like he's covering up a minor bit of annoyance, like he did not plan on coming home that soon, but he has trapped himself, and he will meet you back here in two hours. <laughs> Man, that actually makes him feel really good on the inside. <laughs> Alright, thanks. About 20, 30 minutes go by as uh, the morning rush has kind of picked up and people are getting in and out. And uh, you're back up front. Okay, as I get close, I'm starting psyching myself up and getting my <laughs> most congenial smile on to the best of my ability. <laughs> so you're just thinking about money the whole time you're walking up there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well played. Next. Next. Oh! Look who it is. Oh, gentlemen, I see. Hey, excellent. Uh, glad to see such uh, fine young men on their job here today. I'm so proud of you for not choking on that. <laughs> they just look at you and kind of just give you a shit-eating grin. You don't say, citizen. And they just scan you and let you through. Okay, good, good. Now, uh, any way I could speak to someone about uh, having my friend released, I'm sure we can figure out that this was just a misunderstanding. They are pointedly uh, ignoring a, you and moving on to the next people associated with uh, the release of my friend. Yeah, they are pointedly ignoring you and scanning the next person. This motherfucker. All right, then. Okay, okay. All right. And if you continue to, like, linger the people in line, and start less politely shuffling past you. I'm going to kill everybody in this line right now. Yeah, you are. Well, I, I continue <laughs> moving on. Uh <laughs> But uh, these guys, are, I'm so, was, I don't know what you had planned for the rest of the session, but this has turned into the, um, <laughs> the, the you... reverse version of uh, Taken. Uh, I have a particular <laughs> set of skills, and I'm going to find out these motherfuckers' names. I'm going to go to their house, and I'm going to make sure that when they enter their house, it's the last time they enter anything. So, Sounds good. This... <laughs> you I said, this is a slice of life. Your your life is particularly vicious. <laughs> particularly vicious. Well, and I, I also have the vengeful major hindrance. We forget about that, that a lot true. because he doesn't do it with immediate violence. He does it oh, later. God. I still that haven't is... found that kid that took my bench, but when I do... Oh, Jesus. That poor kid, 20 years from now. <laughs> Best served cold. But these particular, these people have been particularly uh, troublesome. So, uh, anyway, so um, I saw where they put him, right? Yeah. Is it like behind another line of like uh, barriers or something like that? Or is it like directly by them? How far it's, off from them is it's it? It's close enough to them that they would notice you getting close to it. And it's not uh-huh. just the two of them. There's other people, like, working the opposite side, returning people's weapons to them as they leave. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a big, I mean, it's a, remember, this is a wide enough entrance so you can get vehicles through, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, approaching the door, which you do see has a keypad, like with an electronic lock. Mm-hmm. The, but if they're close enough to it, like they're kind of basically just a couple feet in front of it and to the side, like that's how, where they're checking people in. Do I see any like windows or anything like that? Oh no, this is basically you're passing through outer bulkhead of this ship, which is very thick. Yeah. And it looks like just in a maybe a thinner spot, they've actually just cut out a little cube and made a a makeshift little cell. They've done similar things where they're storing weapons and things like that. Gotcha. It wouldn't be possible for me to go talk to Charlie. Uh, Probably not. Uh, that when you saw them putting them in there, that. The bulkhead is obviously super thick, but the, the door itself looked fairly thick as well. Okay. Alright, uh, we're gonna have to find a way to get Charlie out. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go past, uh, like, this area here and kinda, like, uh, find a place where I can see the gate, but I need to, I need to be able to sit down and, and think and come up with a plan. Read something yeah, up uh, here. Yeah, there's, like, a little, like, food vendor with, with a little bit of seating. Kind of like okay. something from Blade Runner there, where like it, enough stalls for like three or four people to sit. And it's early mm-hmm. enough um, where most people are done with their breakfast, but it's not quite lunch hour, so that there's open seating. Kara's kind of looking at you. What's the play, boss? I know. Are we waiting I... for Arden's man, or? I don't know if they're going to entertain any sort of peaceful uh, negotiations here. They seem to have decided to put their foot down, so to speak. As small as it is, it is still in my way, and the boot that's behind them is much bigger. Yeah, from what I've heard, I mean, smuggling in, trying to smuggle in a weapon is not a killable offense, but if they blow this up even further... Uh, yeah, and we can't rely on the fact I mean, that he actually didn't do it to be a problem yeah, for them. Uh, they're clearly just gonna lie about it, so... Uh, you... We've done a couple jobs for the council. Do you think we can speak to any of them? Or? Well, I could talk to Rogar Flynn and see what's going on here, but I don't know how much control he has over the Commerce Guild's men to hear him tell it he has no control over anything at all. So, may not be very useful. I know you probably don't like the idea, but maybe just let this blow over. As long as Charlie doesn't cause a fuss, they, they probably let him out here soon enough. Once the insult has kind of lost some of its sting. It's a that's a very reasonable course of action. Which is but I'm why not we're a not going to do man. it. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go back out and get Clark and Ward? <laughs> oh my god! We're gonna wage war on the town now. Actually, that's not a bad idea. This town kind of does need a, an overhaul, but no, perhaps stealth is the way to go in this particular case. We just need to get a message to Charlie and tell him to come on out uh, and create a distraction for him so they don't see him. Yeah, uh, bulkhead's too thick for... Actually, did, did Charlie ever get another radio? I don't think he did. He says they don't work for some reason. I think he just doesn't know how to turn it on with his little hands. Yeah. I keep telling him it's hands-free, but... Uh, regardless, I don't think it'd penetrate the bulkhead anyways. Okay. 
So, first thing we need to do is figure out a way to get a message to him. Figure between the two of us, we can definitely do that. Uh, he may have to stay there for a minute, though. This might be a situation where we can go, where we may we have to do a little shopping. I don't know. I'm just worried about him making a move without uh, us to back him up. If he gets caught, then that's a whole boatload of problems. Well, you told him to stay put. Yeah, it's true. He usually listens. <laughs> that is true. Usually pretty literal, so... That is also very true. Uh, perhaps we can just get something here between the two of us, find something nearby that we can boost the signal and uh, shoot something directly through that bulkhead and get to him. Well, I, said, I don't think he has his radio anyways. Yeah, but uh, if we could uh, get to... I mean, I could little drone try or to sneak up there and slip a piece of paper in. Charlie knows how to read, right? I... As far as I know. She kind of looks, squints at you, and like raises an eyebrow. <laughs> I never said he didn't. Come to think of it, I think everything's pretty much labeled with pictures now nowadays. So. <laughs> Just draw a picture of him walking through the wall. Then he won't have to read. <laughs> so she pulls out like a little writing implement, grabs like a napkin from the thing, writes it up. And I, I volunteered her for this because I believe you have her training in stealth a little bit, right? Uh, that is not actually her, no. But oh. she does have, I mean, all soldiers uh, have a D4, or everybody has a D4 in stealth. It's a common knowledge, or it's a so yeah, if, unless you want to do it, uh, I will give you a minus one, just because you mouthed off of them and you're a dwarf, so you're kind of distinctive. Yeah, but paying attention for her, to I'll give her no penalty. It'll just be an opposed roll. Yeah, but I, I have a better chance of pulling it off. She might be good for a distraction, though. She could assist you with the distraction if you want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She could go possibly, uh, you know, uh, chew them out. Well, no, let's not, let's not go down that road again. Uh, but she could possibly draw their attention away long enough for me to sneak up and slide him a message under the door. All right. All right, so let's give it a shot. I, she is going to do it the way she would always do it, by making a scene. Uh, let's see. Uh, ba, ba, ba. I would see that by default being performance, unless you want to clarify how she's making that scene. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do is clarify. I'm trying to write Figure the script in my it. head. For what she's gonna do. Uh, we'll give you a minute or two to think about that. Let's cut to Masuki. So you're looking for missiles, right? I am. Alright, give me a common knowledge roll at minus four. Oh, that's terrible news. Isn't it? Uh, negative, Captain. You can always spend a Benny if you'd like. I mean, sh- sure. Even with a five, with a minus four, that's still a one. Yeah. So you go to the same guy who supplied you not too long ago. Hey, sorry about that. You got the last of them. Well, I take that back. I had a couple more, but then somebody swooped in almost a few hours later, picked them up. And my contact to supply more is unfortunately a little dry. Right. You could try Thank asking you. at Dobson's, but... Uh, I don't know if I'll have much luck. Well, 
Dobson's it is. Yeah, and you ask around Dobson. Same thing. He's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, miss. All out of explosives. And ask the next guy. Nothing. Finally, like, your third attempt. Somebody's like, yeah, somebody's been buying them up lately. Um, faster than we can keep them in stock. Huh. And so, I know as soon as I get a shipment, I'm jacking those prices up. But then he realizes he's you're a potential customer. He's like, I mean, not... <laughs> No, I'm... Yeah, I can't come back from that. Yeah, I'm jacking the prices up. I am gouging all of you. <laughs> like a, a couple people like that were buying stuff, like, just drop it on the floor and just give him, like, a shit-eating look and then walk out. <laughs> it's fine. You can gouge. You can gouge as long as you hold some missiles for me and let me know when they arrive. All right, yeah, give me a, give me a number. I give him Mag's contact information. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't hold your breath, sweetheart, but I'll, I'll set some aside for you. Excellent. I never hold my breath. Thank you. And that took about like a, a half an hour at least. So. Sweet. So I'm going to go find a dark, creepy corner. There's plenty. A stiff, <laughs> excellent. A stiff drink. And um, let's check out this data chip. Let's pop it in like your little data pad and... Let's cut back to Team Annoy the Guards. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to... Uh, Mag's going to turn to her. Uh, perhaps you could give them some sort of uh, distraction there. Uh, what about uh, what about uh, faking a seizure? You uh, got pretty good medical knowledge. You know, uh, you, you know the real symptoms of a seizure. You can walk up to them, short of breath, collapse. I could, uh, but I'm not sure if they're the type that'll care, but yeah. At the very it. least, they make a scene. So if you're close enough to them, it's not like they can just ignore it. You know, it, it should distract them at the very least. Yeah? Yeah. Um, All right. She hands you the napkin. I guess slip that to Charlie. And hopefully I uh, won't just get kicked. Oh, give it a shot. And so rather than support me, she's actually going to test them with a healing. Let's try and lower their... I like it. Yeah, which to make them distracted so that then, you know, literally is what she's trying to do anyway. So let's give this a shot. Please roll well. Uh, I believe medicine is intelligence, so it will be opposed by their intellect. It's a five, which is a success, so. Well, that's, so that's going to be opposed. Are you sticking with the five? Uh, well, I can't reroll because she doesn't have a That's finish. true. Forgot she's about that. Extra. All right, so let me roll his opposed. He got a one, so yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Like she, she walks over Thank there. You, Jesus. She starts dropping, shaking, doing a convincing job. A couple of people in the line are freaking out. The big, like, shaved head guy goes, eh, not my problem. You're like, come on, man. We got to do something. His little, like, weaselly lackey. And like, fine, I'll keep checking him in. You take a look at her. And they are far enough away from the door for you to try to sneak up. Okay, I got a four, uh, but stealth is an opposed roll. Even distracted, I don't know. I'll just I'll spend one minute and re-roll it. Uh, still a four, even with the alarm oh. bonus. So four it is. All right, I'll give them their spirit roll. They also got uh, a four. Gotcha. What takes a penalty right with the distracted? Oh yeah, that's right. So. That's correct. Thank you, Will. So yeah, they... You think for a second you're gonna get caught. 
as you slip open the little grate and just throw the note in. Like, it makes a little too much noise, and then you see Karis just, like, really start flipping out on the ground, like, kicking and squirming. <laughs> and some more people in the crowd just gasp, and that covers the sound. And you're able to slide the little grate back closed. Charlie, yes. you see a brief bit of light, although you don't really see a face. You see some fi- stubby little fingers shine with, like, metal as they kick something in. And then it closes, and in the fading light, you see, like, what looks to be a little piece of paper doing that gentle waft down to the ground. And you smell the sort of smell of like some kind of greasy food on it. So you can find it fairly easily in the dark. So you did say that it's like pitch dark in here. I do have low it light is. vision, but can I still see it? With your low light, I'll give you a roll, but it's going to be at a penalty. Okay. Just do uh, a glow minus up, four. Bro. Minus four. That's an eight. If I yeah. failed, I was just going to grab the note become intangible and read it outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you you kind of huddle down to the base of the ground where there's just the tiniest crack and a very tiny little bit of light coming through. And it looks like a little stick drawing of a a dog-eared little stick boy. And it just looks like he's kind of like a dotted outline version of him on the other side of a big, thick rectangle. <laughs> I think it takes... Charlie like a little bit and then he uh, goes intangible, walks through the wall um, if I see the person that put me into the holding area, I'm going to mind wipe him and replace the memory with him taking mercy on me and letting me go well, well this really depends on how which way you go ah. if you can easily walk out the door and be right there where they all are or yeah. you can spend a minute or two walking through the, the several feet of bulkhead yeah, I'll and be just come out into a tunnel. Okay. I'll be I'll be circumspect. Yeah, then it just takes a little while, and it's because the bulkhead on this outer part of the ship is quite thick. Yeah, um, but after a couple minutes, you pop out into one of the main corridors, thoroughfare. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll try and find my way back uh, to that gate, and then I'll mind wipe the guy and rewrite his memory so that I'm that he let me go out of mercy. So it was to avoid questions uh, I mean, later. That's a lot of work and a lot of risk when you could just meet up with Flint. So Flint, you've delivered your message. The Weasley looking guy and like another one of the one of the other guys like that was checking people or giving people back their gear helps the Weasley looking guy kinda get Karis to her feet. And after a minute she kinda just like recovers. <laughs> and since they don't know any better, they like she is able to extricate herself from the situation and meet you back around the corner. Give me a notice roll, if you would, sir. All right. Notice coming up. That is a 12. Uh, You do see Charlie pop out of the wall about uh, 20, 30 yards in the distance. I'll make my way down to him. Charlie, after a minute, you see Flint. <laughs> Alright, so you're free. You've extricated yourself. You've marked some people for vengeance. <laughs> What's, you're finally inside your duly place. You're allowed to go as a citizen of Marl. Fuck. Where are you going? Sounds like Arden Vales, right? Alright, so you make your way to Arden's. Tess. Masuki read her message. Mm-hmm. What are her thoughts? Oh, at this point, I'm wondering, like, what kind of offense is this? Are they mad because I have a glitter boy? And now they're going to put me to death because of technology? 
if you have any more specific questions, I'd be more than happy to offer what you may or may not know. Uh, no, actually, at this time, I absolutely do not. It does look like on the date on this letter that it, it was written about nine months ago. Oh, perfect. So, not too long after you left. Well, I guess it's time to, uh, after all Barati picks me up, I'm going to respond to my mother, and I'm going to do some research. Alright. I'll start thinking about what you want to do with that, but we'll cut back to our, uh, jailbreakers here. So it takes you a little bit, but you manage to walk to Arden's shop. You hear the sounds of uh, mechanics working before you even see it. There's a large open bay. Um, wide open, welcoming to customers. It's busy. It is half a dozen employees working on regular vehicles. Looks like they're replacing an engine out of a like a similar to a Mountaineer, but it looks like it's like no engine you've ever seen, Flint. It's got a bunch of like golden sigils welded onto it, crystals where there should be pistons, um, and they're carefully trying to like load it back into the Mountaineer. And for our young dog friend, it looks the same. You see his uh, cordial receptionist off to the side once you come in. Hello. Ah, hello. You were... Chucky, no, no, Charlie, that's right. Yeah, Charlie. It's good to see you again. Me too. I don't remember your name. I'm sorry. Oh, it's Cordelia. Hi. This is Mag Flint. Ah, yes, you are... You must be... Magnesium Flint, if I'm not mistaken. I've heard a lot about you, and she kind of gets up. Uh, please... Is there a refreshment I can get you? Uh, uh, some whiskey would be great uh, if you have any. Yes, I do believe uh, Mark went out and got some. But if you'll follow me, please. She kind of leads you around the edges of the repair bay up to the back where there's a a set of stairs that goes up to a landing and there's a door. She types in a quick code. It opens. Uh, Mr. Vale is waiting. We'll have someone in with those whiskeys soon. So Flint just kind of looks around at all the magic and he just, it doesn't feel very comfortable. So he just. It's not a lot of magic. It's. Right now, there's more mundane repair. Um, yeah. But, like, there know, are definitely. Sigils. But once you look into the office, that's where you see a lot more. Like, there's definitely some books that look like they're old. There's a lot more crystals, uh, precious metals, and gems. Papers with, like, arcane sigils written on them. Uh, the office is well maintained, fairly neat. You do see Arden at a desk working on something. Ah, Flint and young Charlie. Good. Hello. Clear that up. I hope my bribe helped. Um, Uh, no, it never came through. I just walked through the wall. Oh. (laughs) Money well spent, nonetheless. I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. 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 Uh, please have a seat. He kind of gets up and he like moves some things off of some chairs. There's a couch along the far wall where Charlie wants to, you know, phase through. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. So I'm assuming you're here to discuss your payment from Lorena, correct? Ah, uh, yes. She's not as well versed in the uh, technical specifications of vehicles in our in our uh, dimension, so. Ah, yes, she, she did mention you'd be wanting something. I told her I'd be more than happy to help and reach out to my sources. I'm assuming you have something in particular in mind? 
I'm looking for a Sky King or something like that. A uh, single pilot, maneuverable combat air vehicle. Sky King, not bad. Um, right off the bat, I can say it's going to take me a little time. Nobody around here really sells those kind of things. But I do have some contacts within the Empire I can find or reach out to. So I'm sure I can get it done. Might just take about a few weeks, maybe a month. If you're comfortable letting the my men fly it back, I can probably cut some of that time down. But if you want it shipped, that'll take a little longer. But no, I'll reach out. As long as it arrives in one piece. Uh, how much of a stickler are you on, well, condition? Because it'll be easier to find know. you a used one that's in a little worse for wear that I would be more than happy to fix up for you if you didn't... But he kind of like looks like he might have accidentally offended you if you didn't wish to just fix it yourself. But uh, if you want something pristine or factory new, that of course will take some more time. As long as it's serviceable and can uh, can make the trip, and still has all the good uh, no structural damage on the uh, the actual frame, and uh, I can fix anything, any cosmetics, repair any minor electrical problems. You know that. Obviously, yes. <laughs> Yes, I'll, so I'll, I'll handle that personally. But first, I guess there's the other matter. And he starts reaching into his desk. And he pulls out a rather large stack of paper in a folder. I'm sure we want to look at this. He kind of slides it over to you and then motions a pen as well. Now, before you sign, I do think we have to have a chat. And he kind of like glances at Charlie and uh, Karis. Preferably alone. I don't know what you're comfortable with your men knowing. I'm going to look at at least what this stack of paper is. Like, does he say anything uh, if I motion to like look at the top page there? Looking at it, uh, give me a common knowledge roll. Okay. Yeah, seven. It seems to be a general business contract entitling you to 10% of all profits from Arden, Ar- Arden Vale's Arcane uh, workshop. What the fuck? Um, well, guys, this, uh, this may be a little dry. A lot of shop talk here. Uh, Karis, uh, maybe you want to take a look at that, uh, shiny engine they got out there. <laughs> Actually, Charlie, yeah. I don't know if you, uh, want to stick around. It's going to get boring here, but you're welcome to if you want to. There's uh, a buzzing at the door, and then after a second, I uh, Cordelia comes in with a bottle of whiskey and four glasses. Cordelia, can I hang out with you? Absolutely. Okay. How are you with inventory? Uh, I can make it float. Not useful at all, but tell you what, we'll make it fun. That just follows you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's this all about there, Avail? Uh, Lorena didn't tell you. No, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, is this her way of finding credits? Yes. Um, she originally had proposed the idea to me. And then when she called me last night talking about that you wanted a plane instead, she did mention she felt bad for, as she put it, an unexpected travel expense that you had to incur. Uh, yes, you know, shifty shifters. She blamed it on the... Uh... Under the dimension she sent us to, but she didn't bring us no, straight I, home. Uh, I don't know what you were doing for, nor do I think it's any of my business, Magnesium, but... That's all you need to know. 
But yes, uh, she mentioned you. she felt bad and that you had done good work for her, so she wanted to supply you with credits, which she does not have, but I do. And I would have no problem going to business with a technician of your caliber, so... So... Between her and I, we, were, we figured uh, a 10% stake in my business would be enough. Obviously, you may participate whatever form you wish, but before you entered into this negotiation, I wanted to make sure you were aware of the actual situation here, since Lorena is unfortunately a bit clueless about how things work in Marl. I... She is. So please, fill me in. Um, you had your... Well, when you first moved here, I knew you were doing some minor repair work for a few people, but you weren't actually advertising as a mechanic, were you? Uh, no, no. Uh, I actually had no intention of uh, beginning any sort of uh, operating business here. Uh, but folks made that assumption automatically when they saw my skill set. Uh, as you can Obviously. see, I, I was looking for the... Uh, I was intending to set up a mercenary company because, uh, you know, I needed my guys to have something to do. Honorable. Trying to make a home for them. I know from word of mouth that you've done a few missions for the council itself. Has uh, anybody yeah. from any of the guilds approached you yet? Uh, not directly, no. Um, but I've heard it's that only a there are some that are looking for it. Yes, I'm on um, a list. Yes, uh, that actually is part of what I wanted to speak to you about. I know you're relatively new to our fair town here, but the guilds are a way of life here. And who you choose to ally yourself with will set the tone for that life. Now, there used to be a mechanics guild that would normally govern folks such as yourself and my, my business. But a few years back, they were absorbed by the commerce guild who, quite frankly, seem to be absorbing anybody who makes a credit here. I'm yes. honestly shocked that they haven't approached you yet. I myself am not a member of the Mechanics Guild, nor those bastards at the Commerce Guild. Um, and that has made life somewhat difficult for me. Honestly, if it wasn't for my unique skill set, I imagine I would have been run out of business quite some time ago. Okay. Do you know much about the Reclamation Guild? I've heard of them. I understand their general public mission statement. Yes, well, the founding of the city, they were quite powerful when the discoveries were overflowing. Uh, but in the last few decades, we've seen a fall off, a falling off of what the respected power this guild commands. But for me, personally, I find the secrets that this place holds, and he kind of just reaches a hand out almost lovingly and just puts it on the bulkhead, are mystifying. And since I've moved here decades ago, I've wanted to get to the bottom of it. I truly believe that the ultimate welfare and survival of Marl depends on it. On discovering just what this ship is, what it can do, and what it holds in store. And so I am a member of the Reclamation Guild. And as I said, my business suffers for it. I would absolutely love for you to be a part of my business. You 
are probably the most skilled technician in Marl. Maybe in the whole Pecos Empire, from what I've heard. Having your thought, your knowledge and input alongside me, I... Honestly, 10% might not be enough for you. But I want you to know that doing so will make you enemies. Especially for your other business. Now, if you'd like, I could keep it a silent partnership. Um, there are people that look out for these sorts of things, but... I just want you to know that siding with me will cause you issues with the Commerce Guild, specifically. I'm not particularly fond of the Commerce Guild. Nor am I. But beyond that, if you have the audacity to do it, I'd love for you to take a look at what we have to offer for the Reclaiming, uh, Reclamation Guild. I think your skills would be quite useful. And I think a man of your obvious talent is probably sparked by the curiosity and mystery that this place holds as well. Now, I know you mentioned that you're looking out for your men, and I understand that that's why you do what you do. But, Flint, do you love putting your life on the line daily for a handful of credits? I understand that that's what you're used to, but you know you could support yourself. I mean, without doing that. You could join up with the Commerce Guild and probably retire a very wealthy man at a very young age. I know that's all very true. And, uh, the credits, oh, the credits look beautiful. But again, this is not for me. I could support myself. I could support myself and support them, but, uh, they require a bit more reason to their existence, and they're not quite suited to, uh, following me in my line of work. And if I let them go out on their own, then, uh, I'd be having more funerals than I have already. So somebody's got to keep an eye on them. That's why I put my life on the line. Not, uh, not for the money. Although that helps. Uh, <laughs> but there's better money to be made if I just keep my ass here in Marl. But for my own personal ambitions, yes. One of the, the reason I settled, I chose here in Marl, of all the places we passed through, was this ship. A finer example of pure science I have yet to see. And, and for a second, like, the look on his face is kind of like ghost, like an excited kid. But that's not even the half of it. You know there are conduits running through this place, almost like veins. And I don't know if you've talked to any psychics, but there's an echo here for them. Something is just beyond science here. And it's not magic. But uh, we need to find out what it is. But uh, I'm getting sidetracked. I understand that I've laid a lot on you here today. As I said, Lorena owes you. And I'd be more than happy to make good on her debt. Uh, Are there any numbers written on this contract? Yeah, I mean, Besides looking at it like while he's talking, it, it comes to about 10% of his monthly income, or his profit. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, is it a lot? Is this a big he makes a, he makes Well, he doesn't have any records of his business, so you could ask gotcha. him about that. But, but I mean, The books aren't here. It, there were several vehicles in this garage being worked on. He has a staff of at least a half a dozen people. Jesus. 
No, Commerce Guild be damned. Uh, uh, reclamation for life. <laughs> you know what? You aren't half bad. You fold your ears over and we could be fucking friends. I'll tell you that. Kind of like touches yourself. Well, huh? uh, don't, don't worry. Don't here, here, he that. hands him a glass of whiskey. No, don't don't worry anything about that. I just ignore that last bit. Uh, <sighs> partnership. Well, yes, yeah, so we can do that. We can do that. I can, uh... I could offer, uh, offer my advice from time to time when you run up against technical issues. Uh, I'd be more than happy to learn from you, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, as mm-hmm. I said, I, we don't have to make this generally public knowledge if you don't want. But unfortunately, with the taxes here, the Commerce Guild will find out at some point. And as I no, said, actually, they I think it's best. Me. I think it's best to go public. There's more going on in this uh, than, than you are aware of. If you're going to enter into a partnership with me, I have to let you know that it comes with a certain uh, certain level of risk. This uh, this is the one offer, one opportunity I'll give you to back out of this deal. He looks kind of thoughtful for a second. Well, what's life without a little risk? Yes. Kind of just like slides you the pen. And, uh... I sign my soul to the elven devil for the money. Looking over the contract, if you take the time, you are under no obligation to work or do anything for him. Um, you're just entitled, essentially, to 10% of his profits. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get my no, legs extended no in 20 limit. years. Fuck it. Yeah, there's no time limit put on that. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So it's like a permanent like a, ownership. It is I'm, in perpetuity. Yeah, I'm a 10%. Stake in this business. Sweet. Well, Lorena, you wanted credits. She got you credits. She did good. I'm really proud of her. The ship is now just a fucking bonus. Fucking the income from this, I can buy like, Sky King once a year. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you are interested in the, the Reclamation Guild, I'd be more than happy to put you in touch with our Guildmaster. You might have seen I, it before. Yeah. You're the second person to uh, tell me to mention the Reclamation Guild to to me. Actually, uh, they sent a spy along with uh, with me on my last mission for the council. Well, I don't know anything about that. I've, to be honest, I don't make much of the day to day decisions. Although I am a member of some note due to my arcane abilities, but. We're small. As I said, the Commerce Guild and before it, the Mechanics Guild siphoned away many of our members, but um, there's maybe 60 or 70 of us. All highly skilled in our areas of expertise, but it is a wide swath of expertise. You realize there are areas of the ship we haven't accessed in over 70 years? I wasn't sure if that was true or a rumor. I've heard that there are Places that have never been ask- accessed since the uh, foundation of Marl. Yes, uh, it's true. That's true. Uh, now, getting the authority to actually at- try to access some of them has been a bit of a chore. But as I said, this ship. Damn it, Flint! I think we can make this thing fly again. <laughs> Maybe if there's a goddamn ley line around, perhaps. But. <sighs> But anyways, I, I'm, again, getting caught up. If you wish to join the Reclaimers, I could put in a good word and have them reach out to you. 
It may be time for me to have a meeting with these fellas, uh, if at the very least to see uh, what they have to offer. But uh, like I said, there are other reasons why it may be necessary for me to make a public stance and choose a side. Uh, As I said, signing in with my business will definitely show the Commerce Guild you might not be easy to work with. And I always find that uh, while money itself is beautiful and pure, those who hoard it typically less than such. So. I wish I could argue with you on that, but it's been my experience as well. Plus the Commerce Guild would probably try to get some of my credits and I couldn't I couldn't stand for that. Not uh, at all. I, I could almost guarantee that they would come to you soon enough. Now that your mercenary business is starting to turn a profit. Hey. Well, I'm probably going to have to head them off at the pass. Uh, you say you can get me a meeting with your uh, guild leader there, eh? Oh, yes. I'll, I'll put you in touch with Copernicus. Uh, excellent. Copernicus, you say? That's his name? Yes. Uh, yes, he's a, well, odd fellow. But I think you'll like him. All right. When's the best time to meet? Uh, I will get in touch with him this evening. If he can pry himself away from his work long enough, he'll probably reach out to you soon. Alright, alright. Um, what ails your business right now? Nothing in particular, although I'm rather heavily taxed, and the Commerce Guild does its best to funnel business away. Unfortunately for them, I, my men do some of the best work in Marl. So, cool. while my customers may be less, they are loyal. That my particular brand of engineering is unique to the city. So, I tend to recover some of my lost profits with that. Where do you get your supplies? Oh, I have many suppliers. Hey, these the big ones. I can get you a list if you'd like. Well, I'm trying to help you. Uh, I got a stake in this now. You see what I say? Honestly, it's just your skill itself would be quite useful. Some of my men are young and gifted, but lack your level of expertise. So anything you could teach them would be valuable. Yeah, when I have time, I'll come by, give them some pointers, look over their work, help you out with that. That Would be appreciated greatly. Okay, uh, I got some shopping to do, so if you don't mind, I'm gonna make oh, take my leave. Um, and like I said, go ahead and tell everyone. Feel free, tell them that uh, that we're working together. Uh, just watch your back. You did mention earlier that you might have a spot of trouble of your own. Anything I should be immediately concerned with? I. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I, I could have been coincidence. I could have been targeted at us. I'm not sure. There are a lot That's to stand fun. to gain, but there are uh, there are things that are less than uh, ideal happening right now. I'm sure you're aware that Marl's already been kind of uh, muddy waters, so to speak, but uh, it seems some folks are making even more distasteful alliances than normal. And... Uh, I may know a little bit too much about that. It's best if you don't know any more than that. 
Fair enough. If that changes, please let me know. Yeah, we'll see when that first check comes in. <laughs> he uh, chugs his whiskey, reaches out a hand. It's a pleasure joining business with you, sir. Uh-huh. I uh, wipe my hands on my... Uh, oh, I've got grease all over it. Uh, I just can't... Yeah, he he has grease on his. Despite way. being dressed rather fancily, he's also got smudges on him. Like, he's been working in here. Yeah. Okay. And he kind of reaches his hand out to shake. He does that dead fish thing. Where it's his hand just kind of there. Okay. He just kind of smiles at you. Like He looks genuinely enthused. He always does. That son of a bitch. He's really good at this game. I see. I'm gonna kill you with <laughs> kindness, sir. I don't know how... I don't know how these credits are a trap, but there's no way I'm not gonna find out. <laughs> uh, if you need anything else, um, feel free to ask Cordelia. She's got access to any information you'd like. Aye, aye, aye. And I'll let you know when I hear something about that Sky King. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to that le- that beauty. Ugh, fine piece of engineering there. <laughs> and he's going to leave at that point. Okay. It's already filthy enough. You see Bright, or uh, Karis is like elbow deep in an engine, helping them put things together. Charlie, uh, Cordelia has been showing you the fine art of filing and finding parts based on very complex codes. It's very boring. Yeah, I was promised fun. It was not delivered. She finds it fun. (laughs) Isn't this exciting? Look, each code has its own specific reference point. Oh my Jesus. And we scanned it with this, and it's already in the database. You said inventory. This is just counting. That's what inventory is, Charlie. (laughs) It's like, gives you a little head ruffle. (laughs) Alright, so, does anybody have anything particularly they need to do immediately, or are we going to okay to fast forward a little bit? Nope, I just gotta go back to base. What happened when I brought the refugees back? Uh, Arazlan was surprised you were back so soon. Mm-hmm. And then congratulated you on a job well done, and says you've made a very large difference to your people. Okay. And you get a lot of, like, looks of adulation, not only from the people you rescued, but many of the other uh, hybrids that were in attendance. I will offer to buy everyone lunch. How many credits do you have right now, Charlie? Because I'm pretty sure you donated all your other ones. Uh, right now I have 55,000. Oh, you never actually donated those? But yes, you can no, buy everybody lunch. I didn't know yet where to <laughs> uh, Go ahead and mark it. off 500. Okay. There's a lot of people in attendance. All right, cool. Good night. Like almost fifty total. So hell yeah. See, I'll just I'll just ask him to let me know whenever he knows where to make a contribution. He gives you a very puzzling, like a just like discerning look, and then nods. Hell yeah. So we can fast forward. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna call Masuki. Uh, using the local area network inside the ship. Masuki, yeah. your comm connects. Looks like it's incoming. You recognize the number for Mag. Yes, Mags. Mag, uh, Suki, I'm about to go do some shopping. How are you looking on ammo? I need missiles. 
Badly. Okay, no problem. Anything else? Not that could be bought at a store, no. You sound particularly more dour than typical, Suki. Everything all right? No. You didn't go through the gate A, did you? Those assholes. (laughs) No worse, I went with Barati Vaughn, but we had no troubles getting in. Anything I can help with? I'm sure you can. There'll be much to talk about when you and Charlie return. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back. We may have, uh, some business in town here. Perhaps you can help with that. Seems like some folks think they can pick on Charlie and get away with it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they pick on Charlie. That's right. I'll tell you about it when we get back. I'm going to try to find out some information today. Excellent. I'll wait to return. Yeah, also, don't worry. He's fine. He's fine, so we'll be uh, back. I apologize for the lack of whiskey. Oh, Asuki I'll out. pick more up, up while I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bye. <laughs> love you, bye. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, I am going to go talk to my supplier contacts. See about getting right. some basic materials for repairs. Uh, blah, blah. Uh, see about getting some missiles, some mini missiles. That's what she uses, hey, right? Mini missiles. Let's actually role play this out because there's relative information right. here. Hey, Max, how's it going? Hey, Pete, you old son of a bitch, how you doing? Not bad. Reaches his hand out to shake. Arms looking a little shake stiff. His hand. Uh, no, there's nothing wrong uh, with the arms. Fine, fuck off. Yeah, like there's dents there, there. Yeah, that's character. You, that's you, character. Polish them out. I don't, don't, not to worry about my dents. Although I do need it. to, uh, I do need to set up a an appointment with that doc you recommended to me. That she's one hell of a doc. Know what she's doing. Good to hear. I got it. Good to hear. I got my hands on some new tech. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. Solid. I owe you for that. That's why I'm here today. So I'm gonna. Bless you with some of the most valuable things they have in Morrow. My own personal credits. credits. Yeah. <laughs> Worth almost twice uh, as much as a regular credit, so I hear. Well, so you tell me. Yep, yep, yep. You got it right. You're a smart cookie. I like it. That's why I come to you, Pete. Uh, you, you got a line on any mini missiles? Kind of looks a little distraught. No, actually. What I understand, nobody does. You're like the All fifth right, guy that asked me today. What the fuck? Our last few days, they've been disappearing. People are offering top dollar for them. I Who's was thinking about up? sending somebody. No idea. But uh, mm. all I know is, since you'll be anybody can keep them in stock, and since I get mine the legal way, uh, it takes me a while to restock, anyways. I'm at the point now where I might have to risk sending somebody to the next big city, see if they got any. Sounds like a place for me to make some money, but uh, that sounds like something else going on there. Any chance you could ask around, maybe uh, ask a few people, see if they've heard about who might be buying these up? Uh, I'll yeah, make it I, worth I your while. Yeah, I can definitely do that for you. Good. Uh, also, uh, Arden Vale Shop. Uh, you know how I feel about that son of a bitch, but his shop makes it turns a good credit. Uh, so 
Uh, anyway, recently they've asked me to help them out a little bit. And so, uh, you want to try to move some merchandise toward them? Go ahead, do so. Just tell them, uh, tell them I recommended you. You understand? Wow. He kind of like reaches out and just like, like pokes you in the head a little bit. Yeah, don't, drunk? don't, don't judge drunk, me, okay? The money's good, all right? I'm doubling That's the value of his credits. But I, who are you? What have you done with magnesium flint? I, I, I don't judge me, okay? It's been a rough well, week. Gonna, I, I remember uh, two months ago when I told you I also did occasional business with him, you slapped me, called <laughs> me a panty-waisted point-ear lover, and threatened to never buy anything from me again. Well, so uh, little, that was little before. That was different right. then. Okay, there's a different. There's a difference between Ardenvale and Ardenvale, who has some credits that belong to me now. There, see, yeah, you see, huh? Gotcha. So throwing him my business gets you more money. Yes, now you got it. Now, see, but it gets you money too. I guess that's true. There you go. See, I'm just letting you know that I'm lifting the ban on Ardenvale's business, okay? I will still do business with you if you do business with Ardenvale. Good to know. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. See, I told you I came here to do you a favor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess technically you might be correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about uh, what about grenades, uh, the demolitions, uh, or, uh, explosives? Nothing heavy. Uh, everything's on a back order. I might be able to get you a couple of grenades, although I'm personally out. But I might be able to trade with a colleague. Uh, I'm just anything more explosives curious about what other get lately. All the explosives. It's just limited to explosives. Or anything else? As far as I know. Um, I mean, I know everybody's been doing good business lately, so I haven't really... I mean, I can't speak for anybody other than me, but... Other than the explosives thing, that's the only thing I've heard, I heard that's kind of run a little low. Okay. Well, you're a savvy businessman, so I don't need to warn you about the uh, old practice of buying up merchandise to create a false sense of uh, rare sp- scarcity. So just keep an eye on whoever's buying all this up. Could be they're making a move to take all the explosives business from you by becoming the sole provider. Know what I'm saying? If they do that, I'll be lodging a formal complaint with the Commerce Guild. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my ear out, see if I can hear anything. You know, the Commerce Guild only pays attention to the complaints that got the most credit attached to them. That's Little true. Little guys like us but... got to stick together if we want to make an impact, okay? Yeah, but they're also adverse to anybody declaring a monopoly on anything, so... Unless so like I said, I'll, I'll keep an ear out, and if I can get you some missiles, you'll be the first one I tell. All right, all right, all right, thank you, thank you. Uh, and uh, he's going to roll out from there. Um, I want to try to gather information on who would know about, like, the guard schedule. I need I need to get those guys' names. We can use that. Oh, isn't there like a mechanic for like? Yeah, there's N- network. Depending on how you want. It. Yeah, it's networking. Depending on how you want to do it, the polite way or the knocking heads kind of way. Uh, the polite way. 
in this particular case. Uh, that will be persuasion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... You can always offer money as well to get a bonus to that. Okay. What kind of money are we talking about for what kind of bonus? Um, we'll say about 5,000 credits to get that plus two. All right. Fuck. That's a lot of money. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so he's going to buy some high-dollar whiskey for different folks, have some conversations with different, uh, uh, you know, people that that have grown up here, natives, ones that could possibly live near, know those guards that, uh, that were at gate, at the gate today. Plus two persuasion roll. That's, uh, nine plus two is eleven. Success with a raise. Yeah. You grease the right wheels, bribe the right folks. Um, since you do happen to know a lot of people in business, they're familiar with the Commerce Guild. Oh yeah, that, we know that ugly asshole. Guy's kind of a prick. Um, got a name, it's, it's dumb. It sounds like part of an animal. Hoof. No, no, Horn. His name's Horn. And that little Weasley guy, that's, uh, Julie Jules. Horn and Jules. That's who it is. Okay. Yeah, they usually work Mondays uh, Thursdays. Usually they're at Gate A, although I think one time I saw them at Gate D, but... Yeah. You know where they live. Got an address. Uh, <laughs> as far as I've heard, they don't live in the ship, but that's about it. Oh, they don't live in the ship, huh? Nah, they're they're burbs. All right, appreciate it, man. This one's on me. Yeah, appreciate the drink. All right, and uh, before I leave the ship, I would like to make an appointment with the dock because I took with our last advance the upgradable edge, which gives me enough strain that I can install some of that armor and strength. Nice. that we picked up. Uh, she pencils you in for some time next week. Perfect. Alright, now time to go plot my revenge on Horn and Jewels. <laughs> they live in the burbs. Makes it a lot easier. They don't check for weapons right outside the burbs. And there's less mega damage structures out there. That's true. Masuki, funeral time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Game on. <laughs> They're not worth the rounds. So I'm assuming at, near the end of the day, you all reconvene at the Big Guns headquarters. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Looks like Ward is preparing a, a simple yet tasty meal. We'll say Clark is out working. Brody Vaughn is yet to come home. Which I'm assuming makes everybody happy. Yeah, nobody's sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so sad about that. What are you going to do without Barati? Enjoy my meal. Not get indigestion. <laughs> Have lots to drink. Keep my pillows. Sorry, the list goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he hasn't touched your pillows in weeks. <laughs> Yay? <laughs> yeah. Flint got into his ass a little bit. He's learning about boundaries. Thank God. Yeah, sitting around the dinner table. Anybody want to bring up anything in particular? <sighs> yeah, I just very calmly uh, pass the data pad over to my two compatriots. 
Well, in that case, uh, I will post this in the general chat. Yeah, I saw that coming. I almost copy-pasted and was like, no, no, that's what I have a GM for. I can do your bullshit paperwork. That's good, because Discord is not on the front of this thing. Should one of us read it? For recording Oh, purposes. yeah, yeah, that's probably a really good idea. <clears throat> I didn't even think about that. You're so smart, Will, you're so smart. Should I go ahead, or? No one's going to stop go you. Go for it. I, I feel like Charlie probably reads it loud. <laughs> alright alright <laughs> yeah you'll finally get your proof that Charlie knows how to read <laughs> yeah, that, that's what, we're all just staring at you waiting for you to read it out loud in game because we're, we want to know if you can read it. Well, I feel like Karis and Mag have like a five credit bet on this <laughs> Charlie's like staring at everyone expectantly even Masuki just sits with her spoon poised close to her mouth but not in it <laughs> I go oh okay uh yeah Daughter, <laughs> I wish I had better tidings for you. It has been far too long since we last talked over tea. News of your travels has reached the clan, and I can no longer deter the elders. Though you have proven your strength in a trial of flesh and defeated your uncle, the armor is not yet yours to claim. The elders have proclaimed that you shall that you have until the ending of the year to undergo the trial of the spirit and tame the blade. If you do not, you will be declared Ronin, and you will me the same fate as your uncle meet <laughs> the clan has come across a group in need of our services they seem honorable and are beset on all sides by their foes you will find us in the shadow of castle refuge your father did not want this for you but i know your stubborn heart will persist just as i know his courage lives on in you come home ichikai and i proceed to eat my soup as if that hasn't even happened yet. It's fine. We're fine. Uh, I think, like, uh, Karis and, like, Ward just kind of look at Masuki, but don't push. The letter doesn't really mean anything to them. Right, So right. what's the trial of the spirit? Says Charlie, pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there some sort of standardized trial, or is it specific to yeah, the person? You don't know too much about it. From what you understand, the people in your clan that pass on the armor do have to prove themselves in some way, but you've never witnessed any kind of trial. That makes perfect um, sense. There was a lot of talk that after you defeated your uncle that you were worthy, and nobody took the armor from you, so you assumed that was kind of it. But you didn't stay around too long after that. Ah, uh, so that's uh, about the time that I exited stage left? Yes. But again, nobody stopped you. It's not like you snuck away in the night, but... And since then, you've not encountered any wandering members of your clan. Which is relatively small, and those with actual suits of armor. There's probably only like a dozen of them. But, you know, a dozen glitter boys is a force to be reckoned with. Alright, so Masuki turns to Charlie. Well, Charlie, a trial of spirit is quite personal. For some, it might be about holding their morals to a higher standard. For others, it could be showing courage in the sight of great loss. I mean, there's no way to actually know what your trial of spirit will be. It exists to show the fallacies that are within and help you to overcome them. Well, remember when I was, like, healing you when you were in a coma and I told you you had a clean mind? Like, your code of honor, like, keeps things, like, very orderly in there, so... I don't really think you have any shortcomings, Masuki. 
And this is why I appreciate you, Charlie. I'm going to always avenge your honor. Thank you. And she goes back to eating. So, what do you want to do about it, Masuki? Well, first, I must find this castle of refuge. I've never heard of it, so... Neither have I. Alright. But there Sounds must be like a way. You know your first step. Yeah. Now, I'm down to important business here. <laughs> There's two guards named Horn and Jules. They work KE. Ah, Charlie's on. And then it fades into the distance as uh, we come up with whatever plan we come up with. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think we're going to go kill him tonight, but. <laughs> That'll be our very special bonus episode. <laughs> bonus they episode. Don't learn Find out what yeah. <laughs> How we kill the epic battle that destroyed Horn and Jewel's life and the lives of all their descendants and those who shared love or blood with them. They did not pass their trial of spirit. No. <laughs> uh, after a few days, Lorena comes back. I've made contact with my necromancer. You said you did have some of the body? Or blood? Yes. I will need that in order to find where they've laid her to rest. I can take her out there if you don't want to, Masuki. No, I will go. Alright. I'll take her to ground zero. <laughs> she kind of just eyes the craters. Mm-hmm. They, they, have, don't markers. they have their names carved in them exactly. now. Exactly, yeah. they have yeah. markers. <laughs> She doesn't look put off at all. <laughs> Excellent. This pit belongs to Yusha. <laughs> May I? Definitely. Uh, she starts muttering some arcane mumbo-jumbo, points her staff, and a giant like stone hand just erupts from the ground. <laughs> Masuki doesn't back up, but the entire top of her half, top half of her body moves backwards. She kind of just Without craning her head, her eyes just kind of glance to the side at you. I wasn't prepared. And now, I, I forgot exactly what you buried. Was it just blood, or was there actually a piece of her in there? I don't remember either. I think, I think we got sure just buried blood. her. I think it was yeah. blood from the wreck. I don't know if we recovered the body. Yeah. Uh, we'll say they the buried the body. Piece of- it yeah. is buried at the village, and yeah. then yeah. we just got blood from the inside of the mountaineer. Yes, yeah, so right. we'll say it's just a piece of shrapnel. Okay. Like, like a bloodstained piece of shrapnel. Cool. And like the hand kind of starts like moving until it sifts the dirt and rocks from it until a shiny piece of metal is there. And Lorena moves over and grabs it. Uh, Tonight I'll attempt to find the body. Do you wish to be there when this is done? I do. And those that laid it to rest. Will they put up a fight? They might. <laughs> I can't promise that I will not harm them. But I will do my best. I will call you once I have the location. Thank you. Just kind of nods and heads off into the woods. Mm, Siki goes to pray. <laughs> How many people have I sentenced to death? (laughs) After about like another minute, the the stone hand crumbles back into the earth. 
leaving the disturbed crater. And the disturbed Masuki. Got it. Alright, so Masuki, uh, later that night, probably around like 1 o'clock in the morning, the comm center in the compound goes off. <laughs> and I go answer it because, of course, I have no intentions of sleeping. Until Didn't think so. Nope. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> uh, hello, this is Arden Vale. <laughs> okay, Arden Magus, Vale. It's not... Uh, Miss Masuki, is it? Yes? It is. Good, you're the, the person I was actually looking for. Hmm. Uh, Lorena says that she is ready. She does not have a radio of her own, hence her waking me up at this ungodly hour. Excellent. Don't look at me like that. Scary. I should have given you a location. She said to, you can meet at my house if it's not too much trouble. None whatsoever. Or she can come to you. Uh. (laughs) I'm assuming everybody else in the compound is asleep. I don't know if they were planning on being a part of this or not. I don't know either. Or if you even told them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if Masuki told any of us that she's doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was something I would share. (laughs) I literally had to go pray about it. She might have killed a bunch of people. (sighs) I go wake some people up. Tell her to meet me at the crater. Will do. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Radio clicks off. And I go to Charlie first. Charlie, are you even here? Are you at your... Your hobble. I'm at my little hobble, but that wouldn't really be a secret for Masuki. No. Okay, well then I'll start with Max because he's here, but then I'm going to go get Charlie. <laughs> I go knock. Max! Uh, one million, two million, three million. I must be dreaming well. <laughs> Sorry no. to do this, Mags. <laughs> but I need you to wake the, up. Uh, the door no. slides open at the room next to it. Brati Vaughn sticks his head out. Is there emergencies? There is no emergency. There is no danger. Then why are we all awake? We are not all awake. But I'm awake, and you are awake. And hopefully in a moment... And it appears that Magnesium Flint is awake. Excellent, because that's who I came looking for. As a matter of fact, I have a matter to discuss with with Mags. Any particular reason we're having this conversation right outside my room while I'm trying to sleep? Well, at least it serves one purpose. Good morning, Mags. I, uh, I'm ready to pay you for the the debt that I owe you for earlier. It is always <laughs> good to pay debts, but clarification, Magnesium Flint, it is not morning. It is very early in the evening. Uh, it is only 1.03 local time. Okay, that's right. Um, what debt are you talking about? The uh, one out Max shakes his head. at the crater. Oh, is it time? And Do you mean the the evidence of poor lawn maintenance that you have on your facility? That is <laughs> definitely the one. But don't worry, Barati, no, we got this. No, stop. Yeah, do, Barati Van, do not mistake that for poor landscaping. Those are memorial craters. Oh, do God. not fill them in. <laughs> I would never. That is far too much okay. work. But I also know enough to respect the dead. Thank you. Your fallen comrades will rest at ease. Excellent. Put my hands on Barati's shoulders. 
and I look him deep into his creepy eyes. While we are away, we need you to guard the base. I would be more than happy to. I thought you'd say that. It's in your hands. Keep it safe. Rest assured, on, on the honor of Naruni Enterprises, anyone who attempts to come here will be a pile of ash. Save for the people that work here. Save for your fellow employees. Oh, man, all of a sudden I okay. do not feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he walks you back into his room. You, you hear the cycling of a plasma charge. <laughs> you cannot you cannot engage, Mizuki. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And he comes out and he sits on this crate right here by the door. He's wearing, like, little pajamas that look like he may have borrowed them from Flint. <laughs> or bought some pattern after his. Or and he's holding a plasma from rifle. My room. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he probably borrowed yours, buddy, but we don't have time for that. Mags, get dressed. Okay, yeah, let's go. Are we going there? Is she doing her little uh, teleporting thing? Is that um, what's going on here? I don't know what she's doing, nor do I care. We have to grab Charlie, but yes, we are going there. Okay, yeah, Charlie would want to be there for this. <laughs> the moment we get outside the front door, I turn to Mags and say, I'm sorry, I had no other way of keeping Barati from following. Okay. It was my mistake. I should never have engaged. It's all right. Uh, most likely, no one will be killed. Uh, <laughs> and well, he's gonna have to learn. That's all. Like <laughs> we do the best we can. That's all we can do. The more he thinks about it, the more nervous he is. But he's trying not to show it so that uh, Masuki won't feel bad about it. <laughs> Could maybe invite those two guards over and have Barati take care of it. <laughs> Send a quick message. Uh, I'd like to apologize formally. Please meet me at this location. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. I do have There's a question. A How often have you been discussing the horn and jewels situation outside of the, the initial dinner conversation? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's been the same night, right? No, this is like the next day. Okay. Uh, well, then, yeah, I assume that we spent some time actually, it's planning. A, it's a few days, actually. So, but is it something that's come up relatively frequently? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for Mag. Yeah, he probably talks about it all the time when, like, you know, whenever anybody wants to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, honor. As far as Masuki's concerned, after this resurrection, that's our next mission. Gotcha. Yeah. Good He's got mission. The, 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 currently, there is no nothing on the docket other than you know the resurrection of Fuchsia, which obviously takes priority, and then sweet, delicious vengeance. That's that's what's up. All right. So somebody going into town to get Charlie. Yeah, definitely. Hi. Yeah, well, um, what is the thing? Are there any regulations about entering in the middle of the night like this? Oh, no. Standard guard stuff. Okay. Just Fantastic. making sure. I didn't know if they closed the, the inner gates, because he lives inside the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. remember that the the bulkheads are permanently open in those spots. Oh, yeah. If they don't actually okay. close. Okay. Excellent. It's just a standard danger of being anywhere at night. I mean, you make it shanked. Who knows? Yeah, well, uh, I would not advise that. Pick <laughs> the wrong people to shank. But, and Charlie does live kind of in an out-of-the-way area for him. Less chance Do we even know where Charlie lives? 
Oh yeah, no, he said that uh, Masuki. It's common knowledge where he lives. Masuki yeah. would know at least. Uh, I just yes. no way I'd be able to go to bed at night if I didn't know where the fuck Charlie was going. <laughs> <laughs> Magnesium is honestly never given it a thought. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, I probably never visited him before. <laughs> no, this will be my first time. That's why I'm saying I don't know. I don't think that Maggie even really knows where he lives. I think Masuki <laughs> is the one who's going to be leading the way. So you, you, you grab whatever you'd like to take. Uh, obviously, you can't bring the Glitter Boy into town. Right. Like, yeah. But uh, you work your way through the ship. It's definitely not on any of the main, more well-traveled levels. It gets darker as there's no running lights or anything like that. Which Masuki would know to bring her own flashlight and things like that. All right. And as you're moving down these side corridors and like wedging your way through places, um, it opens up this long kind of corridor, and and Masuki, you're kind of like motioning Mags to follow you through and pushing some like cabling out of the way. Your flashlight beam like cuts across the the darkness, and you see two golden orbs hovering about seven feet in the air. <laughs> what? And you hear a low, almost sub-audible growl. What the fuck? I hope that Charlie got a new security system. And this is right outside of Charlie's door? Not that Mags would know. You're in the hallway that leads to his little hobble. Yeah, okay, you're right, I would know. So this is just okay. some random... You're close, though. You're probably just, like, maybe 30, 40 yards away from his little... Door flap. Uh, quit your growling, uh... Kind of bluster a bit. Uh, there ain't nothing over here for you. Uh, go on. Inside, Mag is just hoping that this is not about to... He's not about to get eaten by whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> right. Are you training your flashlight on it, or...? Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna continue to slide forward, because like we all know, in all the horror so, yes. movies, it's when you stop moving that it all goes to shit. Yeah. The front. The front as you recognize the figure before you, you've never had to get this close to him before. Uh, but you recognize the counselor Oroslin standing there. His black fur, when you shine your flashlight on it, has a tiny like it's odd. Like it looks like there's a glint of metal to it. You would be wise to speak with a little more respect, Master Flint. Counselor Rotlin, what brings you to the slums in the dead of the night? <laughs> didn't realize that my business was any of yours. Ah. Oh. But. We all make mistakes, it's fine. Cocks his head at you. His hand is kind of resting on the pommel of his sword. You are not the only ones to have concern for your little friend. He chooses right. to stay in a dangerous portion of the ship. And despite his power, he sleeps like the rest of you. Yes, he's not the wisest of cheats, but he's a good heart. Fate looks after him for some reason. My name is Masuki, and I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just like, doesn't change his angle of his head, but when you like get like to the side of him, Mm-hmm. I'm aware of who you are, girl. That's good. I didn't want you to mistake my name for fate. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Mag is gonna just kind of stay in this, like, deadlocked, weird, awkward 
pissing contest with uh, Roslyn, mostly just so that Masuki can go get Charlie and we can go. Yeah, so like, he starts taking a couple of steps forward, and like you realize just the old, the sheer weight of him as each step just kind of cu- clangs down to the surface, and he's not wearing boots or anything like that. Yeah, as he gets right in front of you, Magnesium, you should be more careful, Master Flint. Marl isn't as safe as it once was, and he just walks past you. the crazy things I want to say. Good thing you're here to protect us. But no. <laughs> and as like he I mean as he steps by you like he pretty much blends in perfectly with the darkness and so creepy. Creepy as fuck. We got a counselor down here fucking legit stalking our boy Charlie and he's dropping all these danger words, suspense and stuff oh, nice. like that. Imagine we had like that movie cut as he walked past them. Flint's face like changed as he went straight from like the posturing, uh, you know, false bravado to the pensive curiosity is wondering what the fuck a Roslyn's out here for. He is also a seven and a half foot tall lion man. Right. Oh, yeah. Straight oh, up. Slim. Yeah. Masuki, you get to the little like thick canvas flap that is the entrance way to Casa de Charlie. Ha <laughs> <laughs> yay! I stick my head in. Psst. Charlie! Uh. Meanwhile, we Mag have- is looking around for a house. <laughs> Doesn't mean where Charlie lives. <laughs> yeah, remember, like, the whole ship is repurposed, and most of the corridors and things are large to the scale of something like 30 feet tall. Charlie yeah. lives in what is probably the crack between two circuit boards. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> Charlie, wake up. Okay. It has to do with the, with the Yusha ceremony. We have to go. Okay. One second. I come out. Should I bring, like, an offering or something? Uh, no. Just yourself, Charlie. Just yourself. So you gather, Charlie, and you make it out of the, the ship with no incident. <laughs> No other incident, but okay. Uh, Flint and Flint alone. Give me a notice roll, please. Coming at you hard. With a big old three. I'm going to spend a minute to re-roll that. Coming in hot. Uh, aced it. Uh, so seven plus two for Alon is uh, nine. Success and a raise. Success with a raise. So as you're leaving, um, you're going out gate B. And you're being given back any of your things you may have brought in that were restricted. And you notice that the there's a couple of people coming in, being checked in. And you just notice that while they're stopped and questioned to ask if they have anything, they are not scanned. <laughs> okay. Man. Is it the same guards? No. Uh, it's not the same guard you guys had coming in. Uh, it looks like they've okay. done a shift change or something like that, but... And you only really know because every time you pass through a gate, you think about those dicks, and you just yeah. so it's always fresh in your head. And despite the fact that you're very tired after only having an hour or two of sleep, and then you know that creepy eyes, still, <laughs> you know, so they're just kind of like question and then just wave through. The hate yeah. in your heart keeps us alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I assume that uh, that's all I'm going to get as far as that. Like, nothing about the actual... The yeah, you know, nothing else. Like, they, it doesn't... Okay. You're not sure what guild they work for. Um, so you don't know if it's Commerce Guild or not. Like, it's... I will, and we'll say yeah. it's uh, a human, just to be easy. Gotcha. No, that's the guard, right? What about yeah. the people that he let in? Uh, one of which was like a, a lizard boy, and then another one was just, um, we'll say a, uh, a grackle tooth. No, no cyber, no tattoos, nothing identifying? Uh, we'll say the grackle tooth has some cyber. Uh, one cybernetic arm. Alright. And the guy's like, yeah, any weapons grades in that thing? No? Alright. And then just let him in. Alright. Can't tell if they're just getting more and more lax or if this is uh, deliberate. You this three, or suspicious. you two, when you came in, were thoroughly checked. But it was, again, it was different guards. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> Like, I know for a fact that members of the Bandit Gang got in tomorrow. And then, at this point, I'm just really curious of whether or not security has just become really lax. Or if they're intentionally letting them in. Because that was my original assumption, is that there's no way they would have gotten inside without help from the inside. But if... If security's really lax, then maybe I... Over, I mean, you do also know there's no. I mean, it's not anybody's strictly forbidden. If the gang came in without the heavy weapons or checked them, they'd still be allowed in. Man, at this point, if they came in with the heavy weapons, nobody would notice. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's like a list of like restricted citizens that you're aware of that they compare people to. I'm not 100% sure. I just felt like there was something about the tech and stuff that they had installed that was restricted. Maybe that's what it was, but maybe not. Uh, Now, anybody with sufficiently dangerous cyberware would probably be forbidden. And uh, all of, whatchamacallit, cyber... Oh, that dude definitely would have been forbidden. (laughs) Yeah, but we determined that his work was done here in Marl, right? Or at least you were determined that some of the materials that replace the mega damage armor it. were at least from here. Whether yeah. or not the surgery was done here, okay. can't hundred percent make that assumption, but it's possible. Bare minimum that he was supplied from here from Marl, because you recognize the uh, serial number on the makeshift weld as a piece of yeah. material you saw in the markets. That's what it was. Gonna keep yes. my eye out, but we've got bigger fish to fry at the moment, yep. or unfry. So you make your way back to the compound, back to the the crater where you see uh, Lorena waiting in the moonlight, and there is a being next to her. You don't really know what it is, other than it's large. It's wearing like a lot of black, has a completely skeletal facial plate, and has uh, four arms. It has a couple of wicked-looking daggers at its belt. And every, like, it has, like, maybe 15 rings on its four hands. Is this the uh, fellow you were talking about? Your friend? I wouldn't call him a friend, but he's certainly a colleague who owes me a favor. This is Sithis. 
and it just nods to each of you in turn. Well then, what's the plan? The plan is, head to the nearest ley line. I'll open us a rift to this burial site of your young woman. We'll retrieve her body, find a quiet enough place, and the Sith is here, we'll return her to life. And then we will be square, Master Dwarf. Aye. That we will. Very well. Let's do it. So, who bet against me being able to read? That's what Flips, I want Flips know. a ten credit coin to, uh... <laughs> uh, Karis. She just Damn. smiles and puts it in her pocket. <laughs> Karis is a real one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you like the new episode, first of 2023. Anybody's here from last year, thanks for coming with us. And all you new listeners, good time to pick it up. This episode was episode 9 of The Big Guns. Some things happened. We're really excited about going into this new year with you. And while there's nothing official to announce yet, we have been tossing around some ideas for the future of our podcast. Maybe some additional content, uh, maybe a Patreon, something like that. Who knows? The world is full of ideas. And uh, we have a couple of them. So, hopefully I'll have more to tell you in the next dream. <laughs>